Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound... Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. It's the game of the year, possibly not only in the NFL, but also in college football. And it's happening right now. It is craziness. The stadium is filled. We've already got one upset in the book. We had a near upset that just went down moments ago. Another wild Saturday here on Fox Sports Radio. And we do it all live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Jonas Knox, Bucky Brooks. Bucky, we got ourselves an SEC classic. LSU Alabama right before our very eyes. Eyes and ears here on a Saturday. Look, this is unbelievable. This is a great Saturday. I think, was it last Saturday or two Saturdays ago? You you were disappointed. You were upset. You were complaining about (laughs) the scheduling. And now they made up for it. They look. They, they made you wait for this weekend so you could have a bunch of good games to watch. I appreciate it, and, and I actually should appreciate. It. I'm a big fan of uh, cheat days. You know, as long as you diet right, you, you've <laughs> earned that cheat day. This feels like the cheat day we've earned because they've rolled out some garbage uh, a couple of weeks this year. Uh, but nonetheless, the big story is Tua. How's he going to look? Uh, Alabama is now tra- they're down seven nothing early in the first quarter. Uh, Joe Burrow with a touchdown pass. Alabama's punting the ball away, trying to pin LSU deep. And so I, I and now we got an issue with the punt and now the a muffed punt and a and a sack tackled the punter was tackled behind in uh, LSU territory so now mm. LSU's going to be set up they're actually in Alabama territory at about the 45 yard line so not an ideal start for Alabama at home taking on an LSU team that all of a sudden has got an offense that looks like it can't be stopped I mean that offense is is unbelievable um for years, LSU has always kind of cornered the market on premier perimeter players, yeah. meaning wide receivers, running backs. They always had those guys in those tight ends. Um, but now that they have a quarterback, a real quarterback, a guy that can distribute the ball and get it to the hands of those playmakers, man, it looks like a different 
different kind of offense. And uh, with that being said, we just had an interception by Joe Burrow, but there's a flag on the field. Uh, this thing's this game is already out of control. We're about seven minutes into the game, and it's already out of control. We've got a flag <laughs> on the field. Uh, they're checking the penalty. As it stands right now, it's an interception, but it appears to be on Alabama. The refs are uh, conversing as we speak. But here's here's what's interesting about the LSU situation that I wanted to ask you, not only from a coaching standpoint, but from a scout, former player, whatever. They play differently than they've really ever played before. No, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's a unique, it's, it's, it's unbelievable to see them kind of play uh, an up-tempo spread offense where they're really utilizing all the weapons that they have at their disposal. Uh, for years, we've always seen this team kind of be a, a old school, I won't say a curmudgeon bunch, but a, a team that they were stubborn in their refusal to kind of spread it out, yeah. open the field, and get it out. Now they're opening the offense up, and they're having a tremendous amount of success. The quarterback looks like maybe he could be the number one uh, quarterback on the board in the NFL draft because he is just playing efficient and effectively as a pass point, point as a pass first point guard on a fast break team. Yeah, and, and so my my question to you is, if you are so used to a team that plays a certain style and a certain way, and all of a sudden they roll out this one year, isn't that a major adjustment for anybody who plays them? Because even though every year is different, you kind of get used to maybe what the personnel is. If there's no turnover at the coach, you kind of get used to, okay, well, they, they like to play this type of football. Like, you know going into a game what Wisconsin wants to do year in and year out. If Wisconsin all of a sudden turned into what LA you is this year that would be seem like a big adjustment for other teams in the conference oh i think so i i agree with you i I think there is something to be said for um when you know what a team does year in year out especially when the coaches have been there over a long period of time you kind of know how to prepare for them you're preparing for them always because you can prepare for them in the offseason but this is a a new offense a new style of football for LSU and you don't have enough film to really prepare yourself and so even though Alabama has been able to watch them play other teams they haven't been able to see what this offense looks like against their version of whatever they do on defense and so look right now it's an adjustment period but LSU is rolling. They're rolling offense. right now. Yeah, and it's a first and 10 now. A couple of penalties on Alabama. LSU's got the ball first and 10 inside the Alabama 30. Uh, they try a jet sweep, correct? Yeah, a little jet that? sweep, a little, little fly sweep. That's what I do. A little, little, little football verbiage here on Fox Sports Radio. It's just kind of what I do. A little jet sweep there uh, to, uh, to Jefferson. But this is a big moment in the game for Alabama. You've got a quarterback who's coming off a surgery, uh, a similar surgery, or actually the exact same thing he had a year ago, and a quarterback who regardless of what anybody says it can't be 100 percent. it's impossible the recovery time just hasn't been there and if you end up going down 14 points you've just got to rely on him even more and i don't think this was the plan that nick saban was hoping for when the game started oh absolutely not the plan they want to control the game they want to have it played on their terms and to go down 14-0 would definitely kind of put them push them out of their comfort zone especially when you understand that tua is dealing with an injury that is preventing him from being everything that he could be. Yeah, they have to kind of hold up, make sure they don't give up seven, 
force him to kick three, keep it at 10-0, you don't want to go two touchdowns down. Yeah, and so uh, there was a sack by Alabama. So we'll keep you posted throughout the course of this game. Uh, obviously, this is the game of the day. It's happening while we're on the air. For those of you out there that are complaining this wasn't a, a nighttime game, do you want to know why college football scheduled this game at 3.30 Eastern, 12.30 Pacific, 10.30 a.m. Hawaii time? Because they knew Bucky Brooks and I were going to be on the air when it happened. They wanted a comprehensive breakdown while it was happening. Uh, and if you can't get it from Gary Danielson and company, you get it from Bucky Brooks and myself as uh, LSU will have a fourth down and a field goal try coming up here. We did have an upset already. Um, oh, that was a great one. That was a really Such good a game. game. Really good game. Penn State knocked off by Minnesota earlier today. Uh, went down to the wire. Penn State opportunities in the red zone. There was a touchdown or an interception that sealed it for the Golden Gophers. And here we are. Penn State spent about an hour and a half in the college football playoff rankings. <laughs> and now that's a wrap on Penn State. So you don't you don't think they're better than Clemson? Um, you were one of those that was you were protesting. Now, okay, I don't know what to think of Clemson. Because we were here when, I mean, you could argue they should have lost to North Carolina. Um, If not for a a questionable two-point conversion call uh, by North Carolina, it's a completely different uh, portion of the season. Clemson can't afford any slip-ups whatsoever. They've already been punished for that game against North Carolina, which they won. It feels like Clemson doesn't have a lot of landmines on their schedule down the stretch. So. I, I think we all just sort of understand, barring anything catastrophic, Clemson's probably getting in. Their path is too easy. Well, I think so. I mean, I, I can't imagine an ACC team knocking them off. I can't even imagine who would make it a competitive game for them in a title game. And so I would think Clemson will be there. Um, you just never know, though. Because yeah. like they didn't play well against Florida State. They do have a rivalry game at the end against South Carolina, and maybe South Carolina musters up a grand effort. We saw them knock yeah. off Georgia. So... Who knows? But I would expect Clemson to be in the mix. Yeah. And um, so here's my question. Minnesota, obviously a big win. Um, a PJ Flex signed a big contract extension there Come with on, Minnesota. Yeah. Row the, yeah, row the boat. Row the boat all the way to uh, Los Angeles as the coach of USC. No that's, way. That's a row the boat there. No yeah, way. Row that boat, no, buddy. Look, man, the Trojans yeah, up 14-7. That guy's going to USC. 14-7. Uh, I'll Clay call Hilton. My, uh, these blowhards out here in Los Angeles saying, oh, we don't want Urban Meyer. Oh, he doesn't fit what we do here at USC. Okay. Because there's been no scandals at USC over the past several years. Get out of here. If they can't land Urban Meyer, I think they go for PJ Fleck. That's what I think. He's got the tie. He's got the zip up. He's all he's all buttoned up. He's in shape. He feels like an LA guy. He's just right now, you know, working through some things in Minnesota. They've got a good football team. Contract or not that he just signed, I think PJ Fleck would be the guy that they're going to try and go after uh, USC. Mm, PJ Fleck. Yeah. Mm. How about that? He's got the persona. He like does these uh, public that, speaking engagements and all that. Well? You think that plays well in LA? Uh, yeah, I mean, why I think not? you have to have star power. I think, if anything, I think the name that you probably need to keep up with is a guy that kind of goes back to Trojan past. Uh, Del Rio? Yeah. Jack, Jack Del Rio. Okay. I, I think Jack Del Rio. Because I can imagine, like, I'm. let's just look at the college football landscape. Who is the sexy name that's going to come and save SC? Like, I know you, yeah. you, you sat there and talked about P.J. Fleck, but P.J. Fleck, all of his ties are really in the Midwest. Like, what does he know about recruiting – out west like how is he going to change that footprint when you go from western michigan to western michigan to minnesota you're still kind of fishing out the same pond you come out west you're dealing with a different animal who are the who are the schools in your mind if they call you 
no matter what, you at the very least listen to the offer, if not take the job? Who are the schools in college football? If you had like a top three to five list. I mean, I, th- I think you have to listen whenever Texas picks up the phone and call just because you got a vast recruiting area. Yeah. You have deep pockets. Um, Bama? Yeah, I mean, Alabama, like is a story school, but do you want to follow behind Nick Saban? But yeah, Bama, I think LSU is is one of those schools. Um, is USC one of those schools, or are we living on what they did over a decade ago? I mean, Because that's what it feels like. I think if you're a traditionalist, if you are an historian, yes, SC still kind of carries that cachet. But it's a hard job. It's a hard job because you have to not only deal with the administration, but you got to do with the alumni in terms of the alumni, is just like being a Lakers fan, it's, it's one thing to win. It's another thing to win in the Showtime fashion yes. because everything yeah. is always compared to the Showtime Lakers. And, yeah, you won by 20, but I didn't see enough lobs or those <laughs> other things. So with SC, SC, like right now, SC is trying to play a style, the air raid. Well, all the old school guys that have been here and fans since the John McKay era and, you know, Robinson and all those guys, yeah. they they want to see student body right, student body left. Then you have the Pete Carroll fans who want to see – the exciting offense with the run game and the dynamic defense, and this doesn't necessarily fit. And so you have to win, but you also have to win in a style that is very suitable to the eye in L.A. Isn't that ridiculous? Like, just think no, about it. No, I mean, it's I, L.A. That's UCLA basketball. Ben Howling. Ben Howling went to three straight Final Fours, and people yeah, hated this style. Couldn't wait to get rid of him. Couldn't wait to get rid of him. Like, so think, I mean, it's the same way. Think about how impressive that is as a coach. The NCAA tournament is the biggest crapshoot in sports to where anybody can lose at any time. If you have a bad half, your entire season's over. <laughs> that guy advanced to the Final Four in three consecutive seasons, and they couldn't wait to get, out, get him out of town. Couldn't wait because he was playing Big East basketball out west. God forbid, three big four, uh, big uh, Final Four uh, appearances for Ben Howland. All right, uh, Jonas Knox, Bucky Brooks here on Fox Sports Radio. Update on LSU-Alabama. LSU with a 10-0 lead over Alabama. Three minutes and change left to go in the first quarter. Uh, fourth and six for Alabama. I don't know if this is a point in their own territory where they go for it, but um, they're getting after Tua. He's uh, obviously got a sleeve on that right leg, and they're going to try and get after him, make it as, as difficult as possible. And the, and the larger this lead gets, the more of an issue I think it probably is for uh, for Alabama, who, uh, congratulations, they did successfully field a punt and kick it away. <laughs> and so uh, so LSU uh, on a return right now, and uh, Alabama makes a tackle. And so 10 nothing LSU with the lead, three and a half minutes uh, left to go in the first quarter. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. All right, coming up next, we've got – a quarterback injury update in the NFL. Find out who it is here on Fox Sports Radio. Burrow throwing far side and going to be grabbed by Chase at about the three. He'll step into the end zone by his lonesome. Touchdown, Tigers! That time on coverage for Alabama was Trayvon Diggs. Jamar Chase just went up, pulled it down. He goes into the end zone untouched. And Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow put the Tigers up early, six to nothing. John Ferguson on the LSU Sports Network on the call. That was the first score of the game in Alabama and LSU a short time ago. Since then, however, 
After LSU jumped out 10-0 early, Alabama has scored. They've got a touchdown on the board. Uh, Alabama with a Jalen Waddle touchdown, 77 yards for a TD off a punt return. So Alabama gets a little bit of help from their special teams, Bucky Brooks, which I I would assume you're going to need all the help you can get with a quarterback who's clearly not 100% in uh, Tua Tungavailoa. Look, they need all hands on deck. They need everybody to kind of step up their respective games and and for this to happen. And for an Alabama team that hasn't had any adversity this season, this is a tough deal. Yeah. Um, Falling behind. The one thing that we can say with LSU, LSU has been in some games. They've been in some battles. They're a little battle-tested. But, look, they battle back. It's 10-7. They're in the mix. Um, It's always interesting to see what happens when the bully gets popped in the mouth. Wouldn't you rather be, as a coach, wouldn't you rather be tested? Like, I I know it's it's great to dominate and blow everybody out, but at some point, don't you want to see what you got mentally or or just... Well, yeah. I mean, you want to be... I mean, you want to have some calluses. Like, you want to have to win, win some games in a different way. You want to play in some tough fourth quarter battles so you can begin to develop the hardness that you need to be able to play in those situations that to exhibit the poise that you need in the fourth quarter. And so Alabama hasn't been in those situations. So Nick Saban is going to have to talk through those situations with his guys. But look, the one thing we know about this team, this team has like the program has played in a bunch of big games. Yeah. And so they found a way to win them. I mean, it's just, it's just a deal. Uh, Bucky Brooks, Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming up about 10 minutes from now here on FSR, uh, we will hear from uh, one, of, one of the best in the business, oh, never shy to share his opinion, a college football insider uh, will join us here on Fox Sports Radio. I uh, want to let you know we are brought to you by Hooters. Coming to Hooters every Monday, all season to play Monday Night Moneyball. You're just a few easy questions away from a chance at cash prizes, freebies, and a trip to the season ender in Miami. Play Monday Night Moneyball at HootersMoneyBall.com. Uh, announcement made earlier today in the NFL. Jacoby Brissett is out for the Indianapolis Colts. Brian Hoyer will get the start as they host the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Also, they called up Chad Kelly from the practice squad. Mm. Uh, Chad Kelly, who one of the really, really talented players who if he could just, <laughs> you know, if he could if he, if he could only not threaten to shoot up a bar with an AK-47, <laughs> and if he could only not be caught rolling up joints, uh, if he could only not be caught running onto a high school football field to try and fight players that were going after his little brother, and if, and, and if, he, if he could only just not pass out in someone else's apartment. I mean, Jonas, like you you've never passed out in somebody else's no, apartment? You know, there's a I've done a lot of things hammered. I've done I I've t- I've told the story. I woke up um the cleaning lady was waking me up at the Excalibur. I passed out of the slot machine with <laughs> with with four Bud Light bottles in front of me and a voucher that was sticking out of the machine for like for like 48 cents. It Jonas. was terrible. One of the low moments in my life. And the worst part was I had a buddy a bunch of it was a big guy trip. I had a buddy the next day, you know, after sleeping for a few hours, goes, dude, I'm walking through the casino and I see you passed out at the slot machine. I'm like, and you didn't wake me up. Like, you just said, you know what, I'll, he'll figure that out on his own. He's like, well, I don't know, you don't want to bother you. I mean, Bo- yeah. I'm, a, I'm I mean, in a slot machine. What do you mean you don't want to bother me? I'm drooling on myself. I'm, yeah, I'm an we, adult man. Yeah, we didn't, want to, we didn't want to mess you up. Uh, but, you know, if Chad Kelly could just figure out, you know, how to not do any of that stuff and get chased out with vacuum equipment by the homeowners, then he's a really, really talented guy. Brian Hoyer actually played pretty well at times for for Indianapolis. I mean, there was a pick six, but, you know, they were in that game, if not for a Vinatieri miss. But this feels like if if it was a playoff game, Brissett could probably give it a go. 
but they took the safer side here knowing that it's the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, they took the, I mean, I won't say they took it just because it's the Dolphins, but I mean, if you, if you feel good about the matchup, certainly you try not to play your starter. If you think it if you think it's going to put him in harm's way, it's going to be an injury that reoccurs. Why not sit him out? Especially you talked about Brian Hoyer having a solid game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Maybe that is, they gave them enough confidence to, to feel like, you know what, Brian Hoyer probably can't handle it this week. Now, that being said, uh, I know you were outraged. In fact, I think you went on national radio mm. and you called for Andy Reid's job after <laughs> after he did a quarterback sneak uh, with I Patrick mean, Mahomes and a bum I mean, ankle. I mean, it, it didn't really make a lot of sense. I, I mean, for Bucky Brooks to come on the air and say Andy Reid deserves six to nine months in jail I mean, uh, for what he did, I think would be a bit, bit, uh, bit what, much. What are we doing? The NFL MVP? <laughs> we got eight running backs on the roster, and we feel like on fourth and an inch, that's the best That's the best way to utilize our personnel? Well, he's back. Uh, he missed a couple of weeks. He is back against Tennessee. I'll be honest with you, I'm a little surprised. I thought they would... You know, maybe take this until after the bye week. Um, there's a there's a Mexico game there. It's always touch and go with the field conditions and the elements there, um, as as we've seen in recent years. I just I'm a little bit surprised. The fact that they would would make this decision tells me there's I mean there can't be any more risk of an injury because I can't imagine they would put him out there if if there was really that much of a risk of injury. No, they they look they're trusting the medical staff. They're trusting what the people are telling them that. He is beyond, he's out of the, the danger zone and that he can protect himself. I think the big thing when players are bouncing back from injuries, are they capable of protecting themselves? Can they with, uh, put themselves in a position where they can es- escape big hits or they withstand a big hit? And so obviously Pat Mahomes has shown them in practices that he's fully able to protect himself. And so that's why they feel more confident that he can go out there and be the starter. Um, would you have made the move? Would you put him in? Or would you have rolled with the backup again? Matt I mean, Moore. If Matt Moore's played okay. Like, it's been a couple of weeks. If he's fine now, like, I, I'm, I'm going to put him in. Because whenever I can have my MVP, even if he's at an 80, 85% notch, I'm going to go with him. Now that he has two weeks and we feel better about where he is in the, in the rehab, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine playing. Did any of the decision have to do with the fact that the Raiders won on Thursday night? Because the Raiders are only a game back. Uh, you know, I don't know if you necessarily take it because still you have a long way to go. And so the the Raiders are in the rearview mirror. I, I, I do believe you pay attention, but you don't make your decisions based on how they're performing. But, yeah, certainly they are aware that the Raiders are, are right there and they need to make sure they maintain their cushion. Uh, Bucky Brooks, Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, all right, so coming up next, we are going to uh, hear from – he's one of the best in the business, always – brutally honest about his opinions on the college football world that's coming up next but for all the latest from around the world of sports and for the first time today we say hello to the gas man david gascon to find out what is happening in, in tuscaloosa what's up gentlemen? Commander david gascon commander david gascon with the lapd we haven't seen you guys in a while. A lot of things have been going on. Yeah, man. Uh, that one week suspension for PEDs you got. What a bummer. <laughs> uh, call that vacation. Oh, okay. Unpaid, of course. Uh, of course. I don't have that kind of luxury here. <laughs> but, uh, Coach, okay. what's up, man? I haven't yeah. seen you in a long time. You know, no, I haven't seen you. Where you been at? Where you been hiding? Man, I've just been, uh, been searching the airwaves and looking at newspapers and box scores. And, uh, yeah. Don't do it, Dave. Uh, what? Number two, LSU. Number three, Alabama are going out right now, fellas. Burrow throwing. Far side and going to be grabbed by Chase at about the three. He'll step into the end zone by his lonesome. Touchdown, Tigers. That time on coverage.
coverage for Alabama was Trayvon Diggs. Jamar Chase just went up, pulled it down. He goes into the end zone untouched. And Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow put the Tigers up early, 6 to nothing. Yeah, somebody get that guy some caffeine. He needs some energy. Uh, LSU leading right now, fellas, 10-7. to 7. This ballgame is now in the second quarter. LSU does have the football at the 31-yard line of Alabama. Other games around college football right now. Number 16, Kansas State leading at Texas 14-7. Number 19, Wake Forest losing at Virginia Tech 6-3. Number 18, Iowa 3-0 over Wisconsin. Number 20, Cincinnati 17-0 over UConn. Earlier today, the upset of the day so far. Crowd is going nuts right now. Quarterback Clifford waits for the snap with Brown next to him on third down and 23. Has time, waiting, pressure comes, firing toward the end zone. Intercepted! Gophers got it! Yeah, Minnesota does it. They beat Penn State 31-26. They improved down to 9-0 this season. Penn State falls to 0-1, 8-1, excuse me. Number one, Ohio State 73-14 over Maryland. 56-0 Florida beat down Vanderbilt. And number 25, SMU 59-51 over East Carolina. Baylor escapes TCU. It was 9-9 heading into overtime. And ended up Baylor winning 29-23. to LSU guys just scored pending at PAT. They lead right now 16-7. to Joe Burrow a touchdown pass. A couple yards out, 29 yards out in fact. So LSU has regained their two-score advantage over the Crimson Tide. Back to you guys. Thanks, Dave. Jonas Knox, Bucky Brooks here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, we are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. So we've got another controversy in the world of college football. We'll have that coming up about 15 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. Right now, he is Pete Futek of College Football News. Uh, always a man who's very opinionated, not only on college football, but on music he thinks everybody else's band sucks uh so because of that uh who better to have on during the biggest game of the year than pete futek pete what's happening jonas and bucky how are you i'm doing just fine i'm having you have to help me out here i'm having santa clara flashbacks here it, it's happening again it's ha- they can't stop this whatever alabama's defense used to be this is the second time in less than a year it's played a team with nfl caliber offenses and they can't stop it yeah, so did you expect this going into the game? Was that was that sort of the, the storyline that was not being talked about? Everybody was focusing on Tua's injury and, and his recovery and all that, and maybe we should have been focusing on how are they going to stop this revamped LSU offense that's unlike any we've seen in recent years. I brought it up a couple times and, and kind of said, I, I, first of all, I, I thought, I still think, Alabama's going to win, and I thought it was going to be a closer defensive game. I thought that the two teams were going to kind of clamp down a little bit. That's not happening. But I did kind of bring up the thought that, okay, what if there's a glitch? What if the Clemson thing was for real? And it's, you know, there wasn't any fluky about that, obviously. But what if at the Alabama defense, which is still good by any, you know, reasonable, normal standards, has all of a sudden got some flaw in it where this secondary cannot seem to handle NFL caliber receivers, even though they play against them every day in practice. And Joe Burrow is just picking them apart and, you know, look, Alabama had the one punt return. Okay, it's great, but with Tua being not right, they're not moving the ball after that first drive. And, you know, they, they drive down, then they show Trump cheering, and then there comes the fumble, and then goes the fumbled punt, and LSU scores, and everything is just kind of crashed and burns, burned from there. You know, this is an interesting matchup, Pete, because you have the two quarterbacks on display. Joe Burrow, 
um, in NFL circles is really gaining momentum, potentially as maybe the number one quarterback on the board. And then you have Tua. When you think about their seasons, which guys played better this season? Oh, definitely. It's, it's been Joe Burrow. But, you know, Tua's still amazing. I mean, he can still throw passes that no one else in college football can throw. The problem is that he's always kind of banged up. I mean, that's, that's got to be an issue factoring in here is now he's – this is twice in a row where he's had leg injuries late in the year. He was hurt before uh, last the beginning of last year and had to get healthy. Uh, and there's just something about it. If you start getting banged up, that's obviously an issue. And Burrow seems to be fine so far. And he's been flawless. I mean, he is – and he's not just dinking and dunking. I mean, I'm not dogging the Oklahoma – style at all but Oklahoma basically you're getting the ball out of your hands quickly the guys on the move and then you get the big yards after the catch and Burrow and LSU are doing that to some extent but he's also firing down the field too these are not just check downs and you know quick hitting plays he is bombing away and he's just been deadly accurate but at the same time give the offensive line credit he's getting time to work uh, Pete Futak joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. College football news you can get him on Twitter at Pete Futak. Jonas Knox Bucky Brooks here on FSR a loss hurts which team more? Oh, by far Alabama. Uh, LSU can lose this. And it's like, okay, you, know, you lost at Alabama. That's about as acceptable as it gets. Uh, but then went out from there, and they've already got on their resume the wins over Florida, wins over um, uh, Auburn, win over at Texas, which now really doesn't look all that great. Uh, but as long as it's not a blowout loss to Alabama, LSU's just fine. At 11-1, I think they can get in. Alabama loses at home, even if it's a problem. I mean, there's going to be just a lot of traffic out of there because you still have to count Penn State in this. Professional segue to the next game. Uh, the Penn, if, if Penn State wins out, that means they'll have beaten Ohio State. That means they'll get to the Big Ten Championship. And that means that 12-1, they can be in the college football playoffs. So this loss is not a killer for the Nittany Lions. And then an 11-1 Ohio State would still probably be considered in this. Uh, not to mention if Alabama loses, you look at the resumes and say, okay, who is Alabama beaten? Then Oregon gets into this mix and Utah gets into this mix and Oklahoma's back. So Alabama can't really lose this game and feel comfortable. You know, in, in thinking about that, because there was a lot of conversation about Clemson and Clemson being left out. When, when you look at the Tigers, what do you think they ultimately end up when it's all said and done at the end of the season? Oh, they're in. I mean, at 13 and 0, they're not going to be left out. There's no way you're not. The College Football Playoff Committee in our lifetime will never ever leave out a 13 and 0 Power Five Conference champion unless there are five of them. So it's Clemson's absolutely in. Forget the schedule. It's kind of a little bit like uh, 2014-ish Florida State, where it's all right. I mean, they're playing great now, but they didn't really beat anybody. But they'll get in probably as a two or three seed. But absolutely, Clemson's 100 percent in if it goes 13 and 0. Same goes with uh, Baylor. Same goes with Minnesota. Uh, if they go, you know what? You go undefeated, and you win your Power Five conference champion. You are going to get in the college football playoff. Uh, Pete Futek, College Football News, joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox, Bucky Brooks here on FSR. So you mentioned it, Minnesota, Penn State. That was a great game. Went down to the wire. Minnesota with the win at home, biggest win in the PJ Fleck era at Minnesota. Um, are, are the I, I don't I don't want to know if if the Gophers are for real, but are they a potential threat in the Big Ten based on what you've seen thus far? They are now. I mean, because if you look at they still have to deal with Iowa and they still have to deal with Wisconsin and they have to go to Northwestern, which doesn't look like much of anything. Uh, but how can you you know not say that okay they're going to beat Northwestern? And now the crazy part is all you got to do is you know handle that light scrimmage and then split between the Hawkeyes and Badgers. And they're in the Big Ten championship game. 
And look, if they can get there at 11 and one, then the puck's on their stick. You know, same thing, you know, like with Penn State. If you're 11 and one and you win the Big Ten championship against uh, Ohio State or against Penn State again, you're in the college football playoff. So at the very least, they're alive and kicking and at least going to have their their shot at this. What was amazing about this performance is that this is a team that's been running the ball for 300 yards or more on a regular basis over the last month, and the ground game got shut down. Tanner Morgan hit 18 of 20 passes for over three or what was it 340 yards. They've got some NFL receivers there. Rashad Bateman, uh, Tyler Johnson, they've got some they got next-level targets to go along with one of the deepest backfields in America. They're, it's not the perfect team by any stretch. That secondary is obviously burnable. Uh, but they just came out against the Penn State defense that was number two in the nation uh, against the run that stopped Michigan cold, stopped Iowa cold, and they just ripped it apart. Uh, who, who's going to be the next coach at USC? You know what? I I feel badly. I need to have a better answer for this because the problem is if you've got a fan base that's all just ginned up over the idea of Urban Meyer and you don't get him, where do you go? Like It's the A-list of A-list jobs. It's going to be the one gig out there that they can get anybody they want uh, within relative reason. And but who's up there? Who's up there? Who's at the caliber of my? I still, I have nothing based on nothing but just speculation. I would think that Urban's probably more geared towards the Cleveland Browns head coaching job mm. than he might be another coaching mm. job. Look at um, that, jack of all trades, college football insider, and you drop a bomb like that on the mm. show. I, you, again, it's, Tech. It's, again, that's just my dumb brain. It's maybe the cold medicine, but it's, <laughs> I, I, I think it's he's got. That would probably be his next move mm-hmm. if it's not USC. I don't think he's going to Florida State. I don't think Notre Dame's going to become open like some people want it to be. Uh, I, but if it's not you, if you're urban, where do you go? I mean, you've got a pretty sweet gig and sweet life right now. If you're not going to go to USC, and if you go, whoever takes that USC job is walking into a full cupboard. Because they, there's something crazy like what it, like 11 of their top 13 tacklers are underclassmen. They have all these young skill guys. Uh, there's a whole lot you can do with this program pretty fast. And then if you add the Urban Meyer aspect to the mix. And, look, it's, it's the Pac-12. You're not beating your head against the wall. You're not going back to the SEC you know, West. You're not going to the Big Ten East. You can pretty much dominate this thing very, very quickly if you take over that job. Uh, Pete Futek, College Football News, joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox, Bucky Brooks here on FSR. I mean, look, I it may have been prisoner of the moment, but I threw out P.J. Fleck. I think he, even though he signed the contract, based on what he's done there, his persona, his personality, there's going to be other schools if bigger jobs open up that are going to try and poach him from Minnesota. Yeah, absolutely. I, I The problem with P.J. Fleck in a job like that, I kind of get it, but – in a job like USC, I kind of want them to get someone who has won something really big. Mm-hmm. I know he's won the you know he, he won the MAC championship and they went undefeated and he got Western Michigan to a, a, a New Year's Six game and you know he's obviously been great at Minnesota so far turning this thing around. But I kind of I'm always under the belief that uh, give me the guy who's who's got a national championship. Give me you know that's why I, even though it's not quite rocky and rolling so far. You know, Texas A&M getting Jimbo Fisher. That's there. You go. There's a guy with a national championship reputation. Give me that guy who is not just the the good head coach, but has also been winning really, really big, uh, and who's a proven recruiter too. So uh, I don't know if Fleck is right for necessarily USC, but uh, certainly that he's going to his name's going to be on everyone's list now. 
What about Florida State? I hope it's Dion. I just I know it's not the right I know it's not the right call. He's probably my favorite college player of all time. I know it's a bad move and he's probably gonna be a bad coach, but it would be awesome. I just I just wanna see that. Like, I mean, yeah, that's, how, that's how selfish Pete is. Like he knows it's gonna fail, but it's all about him. Yeah. Like, whatever's the most entertaining Duh. for Pete. Okay, yeah. I mean of at least you're honest about it. Well, don't you want to be entertained? Of course. Don't you want me to, really? You want Mark Stoops to take over the head coach? <laughs> like that? Ooh, let's get a try. Let's get a party started now. It's I. They're going to get the like, same sort of thing, and that was my Willie Taggart problem: is that he was a great guy to build up programs, but he had never won a bowl game, never won a conference championship, and again, you just never know when you get those types of coaches who've just never quite done it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and got over that hump at the highest level. So again, Florida State's not USC, but it's an A minus job where you can get that next level uh, of head coach out there. I keep thinking again. This is my speculation. What this is speculation, not based on anything. But I would think Jeff Brom. If you're looking at a, a head coach mm. out there who uh, he, who's got the offense, because you've yeah. got to have a guy who's got the offensive mastermind. He basically did the PJ Flex thing at an even tougher situation at Purdue. They've, they've just been hammered by injuries this year, but he's built up a, a really strong receiving core fast. That passing game works no matter who's swinging around. they got a third-string quarterback out there winning against Northwestern today. Uh, and I think if he's not head, headed to an NFL job at some point, I kind of think he's one of those sleeping giant head coaches who could take a big-time program and keep on rolling with it. And I don't personally like this move, but I hear lots and lots of people speculate and say, what would happen if Mike Leach took over that job? I don't think that's the place for him, but, he, but, but he's never had a, a big-time head coaching gig. I mean, Texas Tech, Washington State, you know, mm-hmm. those are recruit to a tight program. If you go to Florida State and you get Mike Leach, the five-star guys, Let's see what happens then. Hey, all right. You, you know, you got a Deion Sanders, Sanders. I'll raise you a Mike Leach. You want entertainment? Give me Mike Leach talking about zombies in Tallahassee. <laughs> like, yeah. please, please yes. make that happen. Yes. I, I, I still – but they, then hire Dion as your defensive coordinator. Or just you – know, what's, uh, what's the Matthew McConaughey role with Texas? What's the minister of <laughs> – uh, it's, 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 uh, it's very weird. Like yeah, it's very weird. Yeah. However that is, hire on Dion for that. Be the minister of Florida State and just take over the program and do that. So, some way, shape, and form. Good idea. Uh, all right, uh, Pete Futek, uh, he is uh, collegefootballnews.com. You can get him on Twitter, at Pete Futek. Always good stuff. Pete, we appreciate it. You rock. You're always uh, fantastic every time we have you on. Anytime, guys. Have a good one. Uh, Jonas Knox, Bucky Brooks here on Fox Sports Radio. For those of you uh, MMA fans out there, Greg Hardy, uh, former uh, Carolina Panther, uh, was just a roughed up, lost via unanimous decision at a UFC event. Yeah, Greg. What's with the clapping? I mean, the guy can't pursue an MMA career? Oh, that's what you were showing me. I saw the guy, but I never saw Hardy. Yeah. Well, he fought a guy, Alexander Volkov, who's the real deal. And so it was a really tough matchup for Hardy, but he lasted all three rounds. So, you know, I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not, the, the studio audience is cheering because Greg Hardy lost. I don't know who's behind that, but. Well, uh, he didn't get knocked out. That's, no. that's, that's, yeah. that's, that's a thing. Went, went like, three rounds on short, no, short notice against a really tough fighter. So that's an impressive performance. Uh, all right. Uh, Bucky Brooks, Jonas Knox here on FSR. Coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio. More controversy in the world of college football we are going to let bucky brooks unload Mm. on some ridiculousness here on fsr 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Justin Jefferson in the backfield with Burrow. He's looking to throw. Has a man wide open at the 20. Racing into the end zone. Terrace Marshall left wide open. Nobody had him right around the 15-yard line. He made the catch, looked around, said, I'm by my lonesome, and I'll take it out in for the score. LSU Sports Network on the call. John Ferguson with it there as LSU has opened up a 16-7 lead over the Alabama Crimson Tide. Alabama now deep in their own territory. Seven and a half minutes left to go in a third and ten situation. Uh, Tua doesn't look right. Um, He looks like he's a little bit ginger out there on that front foot. Somebody was making the point that because it's his front foot and he throws Mm -hmm. left-handed Bucky, that it's not as big of a deal, although still a big deal. It's not as harmful as if it were on the back foot. Um, Alabama's talented, but I I just, against this offense, I don't know that you want to get down 
by this many points, regardless of how talented you are with a quarterback who's who's banged up and a defense who, as Pete Futek mentioned a few minutes ago, is not the Alabama defense we're used to. No, it's not the Alabama defense that we're used to. And you're right. Something is not right with Tua. And look, we should expect this. I know um, we've been conditioned to think that when guys come back and play with injury that they're still able to play at their normal level, but it just doesn't happen. And with Tua... Look, man, this is a young guy who is still growing in the position. And so anything that um, affects his lower body is going to affect the way that he throws the ball. And then when you add the pressure and the pass rush and the athletes coming at you, it's going to be hard to be the same consistent performer that he has been in the past. And so this is going to be a game where if Alabama is going to win, the other parts of the team are going to have to step up, and Tua may have to be a complimentary piece as opposed to the main guy. And you know, one of the turnovers in a big play for Alabama was Tua trying to scramble into the end zone, and he he lost the football, which is not a Tua type play, which leads me to believe that there's something going on uh, with the ankle there. Um, now, I mentioned uh, Jonas Knox, Bucky Brooks here on Fox Sports Radio. A uh, we're going to let Bucky vent a little bit on a ridiculous uh, thing happening in college football, but we'll get to that here in about ten minutes from now because I want to have enough time for it. Um, I th- I thought about this Gary Danielson who does the games for CBS, and then he's fantastic. He's a great analyst for CBS. Been doing the SEC on CBS games for a long time. We weren't really getting a clear answer as to what the status of Tua was. It was kind of, well, you know, and I totally understand it. Nick Saban wants to keep a competitive edge. I, I get it. You don't want to give away too much information. And then Gary Danielson goes on SiriusXM on Friday morning and says the following. Number one key to the game is how healthy is Tua? You know, I watched him practice yesterday. He's not 100%. I don't care what Alabama says. I don't care what Tua says. I watch him. He does not have that spring in his step. It's not natural. He's okay, but he's not Tua that started the season, and he's not as nimble as I have watched him before. So I wonder if anybody has even touched his ankle, let alone hit his ankle the way that he's going to get hit in this football game. That's a lot of details from a, a guy covering a, a game. Okay, so I now my initial thought was, Okay, well, clearly, you know, that information is out there because somebody wanted Gary Danielson to have that information. So maybe Nick Saban has been playing it up, hoping that, you know, it would give them a competitive edge and they would think, oh, two is way more injured than we realize. After watching him play, I don't know that Gary Danielson's going to be invited back to an Alabama practice. <laughs> he gave away the goods. <laughs> like, that he was gave a away lot, the goods. Man. Have you ever heard an analyst with that much detail the day before a game? I get it during the game after it started, but the day before on an interview, like he like he showed everybody. Everybody. Like, lifted up the skirt of Alabama and said, here we go, everybody. Like, I mean, that yeah. was pretty revealing. Very, so. very revealing. Uh, I, saw, right. I saw the bloomers. Okay. <laughs> Jonas Knox, Bucky Brooks, more next. <laughs> It's the game of the year in college football. It's living up to the hype so far, and we've got all the latest from a wild one in Tuscaloosa coming up here in just a couple of moments. He is Bucky Brooks. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. You can check out this show on the iHeartRadio app and on all of our Fox Sports Radio affiliates, wherever you are taking part in this program right now. We appreciate a few minutes of your time as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15 percent or more on car insurance visit geico.com for a free rate quote bucky effing brooks <laughs> the man who single-handedly turned around the granada hills high school football program not quite not quite yet not just, quite where we want to be just take all the credit 
Take all the credit. John, hey, listen, John Elway reached out to you alone. I didn't see anybody else tagged in that tweet. I know. Not quite yet. Um, now, uh, the LSU Tigers have just kicked a field goal. Uh, the lead is now 19-13 LSU over Alabama. Uh, second quarter, uh, a little over four minutes to go in the half. Alabama, though, that was a key stop because the defense hasn't been able to really come up with a lot of big plays. Um, and so a- Alabama gets a stop there, holds them to a field goal. And now you hope uh, that Tua and this offense can get back out there, a long touchdown pass, a punt return. There's still enough talent there to overcome his injury, but that stop was crucial. They couldn't let this lead get out uh, get out of hand or let this game get out of hand any more than it already had. No, that was big. I think if you're Alabama, you actually feel good about where you are um, for the dominance that LSU has displayed early in the game. You're still sitting there a field goal behind. And so now if you can kind of fix the defense, slow that LSU team down, and begin to impose your will. The one thing that we haven't been able to see from Alabama, we haven't seen them run the ball effectively. And it is important in these kind of games that you can – run the ball so you can control and dictate the terms they weren't necessarily able to do that so let's just see what it looks like in the second half you know i was i just thinking about this um and it it's funny it got sort of jogged my mind because i remember thinking about obviously you coaching the high school football team and the season ends early comparatively speaking to like the nfl and even in college football like in in, in the nfl if a team's built to run the football and play defense, you get them in a cold weather environment, they're tough to beat. It's why certain home field advantages mean that much more because you play later in the year. In college football, you don't really have that. You know, like there, there isn't really like an added advantage if you play a certain way. I mean, there's some environments where it gets really cold, but, but it's kind of rare that you see weather and the environment really impact certain teams. So I guess my, my question to you would be, in in college football, is there is there a situation or, or or a team out there that you want to just absolutely avoid at all costs? Like, is there you know if you're trailing Wisconsin by a lot, you know you know they're going to run the football. That's just what they do. And if you can't stop the run, you're not going to get the ball back. Looking at LSU and Alabama, where do they want this game that gives them a significant advantage? Because weather's not an issue. Um, you know, I don't know that either one of them really relies on the run like they used to before. So, at what point is there an advantage? for Alabama and or for LSU in this game? Well, I think this is a situation where, like with both teams, whichever team can start to muster a consistent running game has an advantage because this is a game where ultimately you want to be able to control it, slow the game down, get the game on your terms so you can dictate when you want to throw, when you want to run, and you want to begin to wear down the opponent's defense. Um, so really it comes down to Alabama, LSU, establishing the running game and being able to get consistent production because the running game will not only allow you to dictate the terms, but it will create some big play opportunities off play action. Both of these teams have that explosive potential. Which one is going to be able to take advantage of it? Do you think every single team is represented by a scout at this game looking at Tua and Joe Burrow? Absolutely. I mean, I think everybody's, not only those guys, but all of the NFL talent that is available. All the wide receivers at Alabama are guys that are, are you going to talk about. And then at LSU, they have marquee playmakers on offense, but also on defense. So, yeah, everybody is in attendance for this. You know who I can almost guarantee is not at this game scouting quarterbacks? Who? 
Ryan Pace. Oh, you Because why would he? Oh, <laughs> I mean, why would he? Because he has, he has Mighty Mitch. I mean, why would he? I mean, why would he? Why would he scout? You know, he could sign Mike Lennon and then uh, Mitch Trubisky. I mean, why does he need to scout <laughs> quarterbacks? Uh, never mind that. By the way, uh, if you were wondering if we are going to have another edition of the Iowa Minute uh, coming up later this hour, we will. And I believe it's the first time we've, we're going to have one with a live Iowa game on. So we've got uh, Wisconsin beating Iowa 7-3 to in another top 20 matchup. Um, that game, uh, third quarter, correct, Sam? Third quarter uh, for... Okay. Okay, second quarter, Iowa and uh, Wisconsin. Wisconsin has a 7-3 lead at Camp Randall, so that's another good one. And by, by the way, those three points is actually a season high for the Iowa Hawkeyes. Mm. So, uh, so they have already hit the team over. It's true. It's true. <laughs> it's like, hey, those three points are better than what they did last time there in Camp Randall. That's all which right. Which we'll get to in the Iowa. They, they're, listen, they're playing well. They're, 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 they're staying within range of a Wisconsin who all of a sudden has two losses on the season. Um, all right. So we will obviously keep everybody updated on all these games that are happening as we go on. A big upset earlier, Minnesota knocked off Penn State. Uh, Baylor survived TCU. That was one that went into triple overtime. Uh, so that was a near upset. Uh, I want to talk, speaking of upset, something that I think and I have a feeling probably upsets Bucky Brooks. Um, the situation with Chase Young, who's by best player in college football, correct? Chase Young? Yes, absolutely. Point? Not okay. even close. So according to sources, now this goes back to Chase Young uh, borrowing money from a family friend to pay for his girlfriend to go to the Rose Bowl, uh, I believe last year, and uh, reported it. The story came out on Friday, so he was ineligible for the Maryland game. And um, according to sources uh, who told ESPN's Kirk Herbstreet, uh, they expect that he's going to be handed a four-game suspension for accepting that loan from a family friend to buy his girlfriend a ticket to the Rose Bowl. So, I mean, that's a tough one. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a tough one it's just because like, the, is what it is. the rules are so crazy when it comes to uh, how they met it out. Some things are four game suspension. Some things are one game suspension. Depend. Like we're talking about a ticket that may range. For, I'm I'm sure the ticket was less than a thousand dollars. So you're talking about four games for that. Like what are we doing? What I are just we talking about it. Look, and and this is a conversation that we can have, you know, throughout the course of the year at any point in time, because it's one of those, it's like steroids in baseball. It's one of those, you know, uh, evergreen stories, the NCAA, student athletes, should they be paid, all that. I, I look at a story like this, and when you see how the story is, and the fact that all he did was borrow money, and, and he paid the money back, by the way, mm-hmm. but borrowed money to to make sure that his girlfriend could go to the Rose Bowl and paid the money back from from everything that I've heard about Chase Young he's a good kid there's there's no real issue off the field unless I'm just you know not not reading the right articles or talking to the right people but the fact that this results in a four game suspension a guy who was in the Heisman Trophy race uh, a team that's trying to win a national championship I get it that it's the rule, but this will bring up a question. Why is the rule in place? Why does this deserve that type of punishment uh, for something that's just so really insignificant and and with no real malice attached to it? I don't understand it. Yeah, I mean, no one understands it. No one understands like how they elect to kind of met out their punishment, what they want to do when it comes to punishing guys. And look, I understand it, like like your amateur status and, and all of that other stuff, but it is... Uh, it's just an interesting thing that they decide to kind of 
make this such a big deal? Because there's levels to it. It's not just a black and white rule. You can't just say that it's like, what was the old, um, uh, the old uh, Rudy Giuliani, who was a, a, a politician in New York, he had this broken window theory. And his idea was, well, uh, you know, you're getting jail time, even if it's so much as a broken window. Like, this is a, not even a fender bender. This is like jaywalking. Mm-hmm. And 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 you're like throwing him in jail for jaywalking. Like this is this is so insignificant. It just feels like some of these deserve one-off attention. Uh, approach them as such instead of just throwing the book at everybody because these are our rules. And it's why there's a lot of people who feel like the NCAA is just not going to be around is, in in a decade. They're gonna have a tough time. They're gonna have a tough time because you have all the issues that are popping up with players and compensation. Um, they they kind of bended on some of those things when it comes to likenesses and and being able to kind of profit off your own imaging. But um, you just wonder with the NCAA and you wonder about all of the institutions and the amount of money that the NCAA makes and how they make so much money, particularly off the NCAA tournament and all of the stuff that's related to football. How are they going to continue to sustain this when more of the players are realizing the power and realizing that, look, man, we're really glorified employees. And I know that, you're on scholarship and you get a quote-unquote free education in, in in return for your athletic participation. However, the guys are looking around and they're seeing everyone is getting paid but them. Everyone yeah. is benefiting but them. It's going to be hard to sustain that kind of model. Did you? Um, how tough was it for you financially as a college player? You played at North Carolina, Division One, um, full scholarship, correct? Full scholarship, but back then, like, like now, it's a little easier for them because they have various stipends. Um, for for us back then, so you're talking about the 90s, I mean, you couldn't work. Uh, you would get some of your per diem at a game, but the, I remember the first four games of the season, we had to pay for our game day attire. So our sweater and our collared shirt, like that came out of your per diem. And so you're talking about a per diem that was supposed to be maybe $25, $35 would be down to $10. And so that is what you would have or whatever. Now, my parents were working class parents, so I would get a little money from them. But there wasn't a lot of extra money. Now, yeah. we did have availability to the training table so you could go eat at any time uh, there during those those open hours. But there wasn't a lot of extra stuff. Now they have it better because they have food typically at those facilities. They have um, meal plans. They have a stipend program where they get money. So you you have more money available to you. And so I just don't know, like, the extent or how much money you have. But you certainly have Far more, you have more money than you had when I was when I was a player. Yeah, it's uh, and and you hear those stories. Uh, Brady Quinn told a story on the herd yesterday that he was like ruled ineligible for like four hours when he was at Notre Dame, and how the story went is he went in to go talk to a professor. Um, the professor, there was no parking spot. The professor told him to park behind his car, um, that nobody was going to come around. Just park behind my car, um, blocking him in. I'm not going anywhere. It's fine. When he came out like a half hour later his car was getting towed. He didn't have enough money to get the tar- car off the tow truck, so the professor loaned him some money, and the next thing you know, he's in class later on, and Charlie Weiss is calling him, telling him you're ineligible. Like, and so mm. they got it sorted out, and they got it figured out. But like, that's why I just think there are certain situations like this, like that, to where... And they've changed some of those things. So they've put, in some of those, they've put some of those things in place, right? Like emergency funds, like if your parents need to get to you, um, I do believe there's some things where you can get money. If you need a suit for an event, you can go and get some of those. So they've put some of those things in place for the athletes. And some of these athletes, um, 
are able to get um, money and Pell Grants and other stipends and and other things that kind of add money to their pockets. But it's, it's always a situation because whatever money they get, obviously pales in comparison to the amount of money that uh, the NCAA and the uh, administrators and coaches make. So it's always going to be a situation that um, it'll never be a level playing field when it comes to the compensation, but I do think players are looking for a bigger piece of the pot. Uh, Bucky Brooks, Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio uh, from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studio. So they are checking. There is a review on the field at Tuscaloosa. Joe Burrow uh, with a completed pass towards the sideline at the Alabama one-yard line. It looked like the LSU receiver stepped out of bounds and then came back inbounds to catch the football. And so they're reviewing that. And I think the rule on that is if you – if you're able to reestablish yourself um, on your own, that you can go out of bounds and come back in to catch a football, but they're taking a look at it to make sure that he does have his uh, his feet in bounds. It's interesting. Uh, the uh, the review official in the booth um, is a Gene Steratore, so maybe mm-hmm. Gene Steratore can bring that index card down to the field, uh, much like he did. <laughs> Uh, on the uh, Raiders uh, Cowboys game on uh, in primetime. Now the call's been confirmed, so LSU's got the football first and goal from the one yard line, up by six over Alabama, and uh, with a minute and change left to go in the first half, this is a big moment in the game. LSU looking to really uh, put a stranglehold on the Crimson Tide to put them back up by two scores. So LSU a minute and change left to go in the first half, and a first and goal, and. Uh, if you're Nick Saban, look, I think Tua's played well enough that I don't know that you consider taking him out of the game by any means. I think he's I think he's starting to maybe find himself a little bit, but you just have to wonder at what point does he maybe worry about the safety or the health of the quarterback um, if this game get, gets out of hand. So there's that. There, there, there is certainly that piece. I mean, they're the gonna they're, they're about to be down potentially 13 points at home going into halftime. But it's just it's just the first half. You got to play okay. the entire I mean, game. I mean, now I'm I'm just oh, you know nice I'm just play. saying, and, and they made a couple of good stops. So there it is. See, Bucky Brooks was already trying to give him the score, and I'm I'm here <laughs> trying to be the voice of reason. Like, I'm trying to be the voice of reason here. Nice. Uh, so now L- uh, LSU's got a third and goal. Okay, if you don't get a if you don't score here, if you're LSU and it's and it's fourth and goal, do you go for it? If Gosh, you're at man, I, it depends on your running game. Like, see, everything is out to spread. That's the one thing that I don't like about this. Well, doesn't well, matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's a touchdown. Oh, uh, LSU, oh, LSU, the LSU the is on the board again. A touchdown for the Tigers. Twenty-five, thirteen, extra point pending with twenty-six seconds to go in the first half. Mm. Uh, desperation mm. Uh, in the crowd in mm. Tuscaloosa. Uh, if they could go bring that camera back where they were mm. just at. Uh, <laughs> oh, you, oh, you like that? I'm just saying. You, you like know, that? I, I, I like the replay of the touchdown. We'll say that. We'll make, we'll make wanna, sure that the people that, you know, are, just, that are in your support group, they know that we were just looking yeah, at the replay. I just want, I just want to make mm. sure. I just that wanna, they got in. I just want to make sure. Job well done by the camera guy. I just want to yes. make sure that we get the yes. mood of the stadium that we can mm. uh, you know, translate here on the radio. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, Bucky Brooks, uh, Jonas Fox here on Fox Sports Radio. Five-star recruits every everywhere in Tuscaloosa. All right, coming up next, uh, we're going to find out why one move was made in the NFL. It's a curious one. Our NFL insider is next here on Fox Sports Radio. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. Uh, you can listen to this show on the iHeartRadio app. We are going to catch up here with Adam Kaplan, our Fox Sports Radio NFL insider, coming up here in just one moment. I uh, do want to update you as to what is happening in Tuscaloosa. Alabama 
down 26 to 13, got the ball back uh, in their own territory with uh, about under 30 seconds left to go in the first half. Tua Tungavailoa threw an interception. Mm. LSU got the ball back and a nice throw on, was that a corner route by uh, uh, look, LSU? Look, coming out of the backfield, like it was a great route concept. They had two receivers into the boundary, back offset weak. Um they run the outside guy on a post. They run the slot guy to the flat. And they sneak the back out on basically like a sail route or a corner route. Uh, the coverage is all confused. The back is wide open in the front corner of the end zone. Uh, just a great play design. Yeah. And so you you talk about this LSU team. We have seen for you. I don't know if LSU has scored this many points in the last three games combined against LSU. Like I, I to know. see them with 33 points and a half. That is unbelievable. These are games where we're used to seeing Alabama win um, 15-3, 9-0. We've seen a number of these low-scoring games, and they are about to 50-burger yeah. Alabama. So it's 33-13 LSU, uh, first half winding down. So they'll go into the locker room with LSU up 20 points in Tuscaloosa. Craziness mm. Uh, mm-hmm. here uh, in the uh, the game of the day in college football. All right, so he is Adam Kaplan, Fox Sports Radio, NFL Insider. You can get him on Twitter, at Kaplan NFL. Adam, our apologies. Uh, uh, crazy game uh, that's going on here, so we appreciate you holding for us. Hey, guys, I'm well aware. As a matter of fact, you know, the kid for the LSU quarterback, oh, yeah. Burrow, I, I can't tell you he's going to be a first-round pick because it's too early, but I had a scout who, who has that area of, of the Southern teams who said that, and he knows from talking to his scouts on his team that, he, that Burrow is the most pro-ready quarterback uh, for this class. Now, he's a senior, where two is not correct, so there, there are certain things to look at, but... Uh, this kid's a really—he's a high-character kid. He's got enough ability; just doesn't have the monster arm. But he's a guy who's very highly thought of by scouts. Is there—is there a comparison um, that you can think of? Because I know the last time we heard the most pro-ready, it was Josh Rosen. Now that obviously hasn't worked out because he's been in really tough situations. But yeah, exactly. is there are there any comps? Um, you know, to not to maybe, yet. Yeah, I'll okay. have that for you. Though it's a good question. I'll have that for you. But I just had, had talked to the guy this week because he was driving to the—he's actually at this game. He told me I have all the grades that he has, and every every piece of tape he's looked at, and plus in his in their building, they all they were, I guess the scouts were talking, and they were they were just talking about that how good they thought he was, and uh, the senior ball invites for quarterbacks have not gone out, but I, I'm sure this kid obviously will go there or he'll be invited, and I look forward to seeing what he does. Uh, he is uh, Adam Kaplan, Fox Sports Radio NFL Insider, with us here on FSR. Speaking of quarterbacks, um, Patrick Mahomes will start on Sunday against the Tennessee Titans. I don't. I we were talking about this earlier. I don't think they make this move unless they're a hundred percent sure he's not going to re-injure it, or at least as sure as they can be. Do you have the same sort of feeling? Because I don't think that they would risk Patrick Mahomes in this spot unless they were certain. Well, not not about Jonas. I wouldn't say that because he has a dislocation. I mean, if you get hit on it, it can move again. What it is is they have it under control. And and quite frankly, and this is hard to believe, but. He could have played a couple weeks ago. Um, based on what I know, it just would not be prudent. You need to let the thing heal a little bit. It just would not be very smart. Now, had, I do believe, had, had, they, had they been playing in the Super Bowl or the AFC Championship game, he might have played a couple weeks ago, but they don't have that now, and they wanted to give it a couple more weeks. And quite frankly, also, the longer you wait, the better it is for healing with any type of injury, but they felt really good. This has been their plan all along. Uh, they, 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 he got enough work in. In fact, he... 
Wednesday was the tip-off. He took all the reps Wednesday, so you kind of knew barring a setback he was going to start. You know, Adam, it's interesting that you initially started a phone call talking about Joe Burrow and quarterbacks. Within that division in the AFC West, we saw Phillip Rivers struggle a little bit on Thursday night. Is it time for the Chargers to begin to think about the next franchise quarterback? Yeah, and I've always said this with quarterback position, Bucky. It, you want to, you don't want to wait till it's too late. You want to do it when it's still early enough. Because if you don't get that replacement, what are you really doing? Now, thankfully for the Cowboys, they drafted Prescott, knowing where Tony Romo would, would be with his career. And then, of course, he gets hurt in a preseason game, and we know what happened after that. So, yeah, you don't want to wait. And now, look, I'll say this about Philip Rivers: he was awful. Actually, he played one of his worst games I've seen him in this last game against the Raiders. Yeah, it's really a secondary that's not very good. And they just the Raiders just lost Carl Joseph, their starting safety uh, for the season. They've lost two safeties now for the season. And then when you look at Philip Rivers, I mean their inability to protect. And remember, by the third quarter, Okung was out, and they were they've been playing with Tevi, the the right tackle, uh, and he he was, didn't even dress for the game due to injury with a knee injury. So they're playing with two backup tackles, and my goodness, it really showed. I mean, the, Max Crosby has been an incredible story, um, a defensive defensive end for the Raiders, a rookie. And then you saw them, um, you saw Cleveland Farrell have four, two and a half sacks. He's been a disappointment, I think, to a certain degree. But this game, he had a breakout party there, so to speak, and they got it done. I give the Raiders credit. I cannot believe that they have a winning record. I, I, it looks like I'm going to get that one wrong. Um, so it was mentioned, Adam Kaplan, a Fox Sports Radio NFL insider with us here on FSR. It was mentioned earlier in the week that uh, Cam Newton obviously going on the injured uh, on the IR. His season is done. Uh, they you know give it over to Kyle Allen. I know Cam has got, if I'm not mistaken, he's got one year left on his deal. Um, is this it for Cam Newton in Carolina? Or are they going to move in a different direction? Or do you feel like they're going to wait to see how he looks in the offseason after he recovers and then go from there? Yeah, I th- but I think to answer your question, Jonas, it's really going to come down to how Kyle, uh, Kyle Allen plays. If if he's if they if they're in the playoffs with him as a quarterback, I don't think there's a prayer that Cam co- comes back. Number one, he's thirty. Number two, he's got injury history. Number three, he's going to want to start. And if if this kid brings him to the playoffs, oh yeah, he kid, Kyle. I mean, I, we don't need it. We, we this is not a report. This is this is twenty years of covering the National Football League. You go with a younger kid. Uh, Cam's Cam's base salary is just over eighteen million. You're not going to pay him to be a backup, and I think that one will answer itself by the end of the season. Yeah, like let's follow up on that. So, if Cam Newton is let go by the Carolina Panthers, do you think he'll have a market? What kind of market would he have as a free agent if that takes place? Oh, he'll have a market. First of all, you'll what you'll do is you'll look at where how he feels he is physically. You're going to also find out. Where his mindset is, is he, does, he, does, he have to be, does he think he has to be a starter, which I'm sure he's going to say. If he does, that's going to eliminate a bunch of teams, and there will be probably a handful, four to six teams that are struggling at quarterback. Uh, either A, would want to bring him in as a starter, B, come in and, and compete for the starting job, where if he's healthy, he's going to win it. Now, you're concerned about the Liz Frank injury. Um, you're concerned about a sprain, and you're also concerned about his injury history with his right shoulder. Now, talking to the Panthers... Despite the media concern, they were never concerned about his right shoulder. The, the, unfortunately, he sprained his foot. He played on when he shouldn't have, and, and it, it's, it, it either made it worse or they, or they didn't quite understand how bad it was. And uh, 
as you said, he's not coming back this, this, at least for the regular season. So that's where that situation is at. Uh, Adam Kaplan joining us here on Fox Sports Radio, uh, at Fox Sports Radio NFL Insider Series XM, joining uh, Bucky Brooks and myself, Jonas Knox here on FSR. Adam, I, I feel like we're getting to the point. I know there's been a report out there, Mike Freeman, who said that um, you know there are some that believe that Freddie Kitchens might even be fired before the end of the season. Who do you think? Obviously, we know there's going to be changes after the season. Is who is the most likely head coaching change during the season in your mind? Those are impossible to predict. I remember, I remember two things. I remember working on the Brown story with Rob Chudzinski being fired. Things had got so bad there that it was almost like a mercy firing, and they just thought he was in so in over his head. It's a pretty good coach, by the way, a pretty good offensive coordinator. But that they the now that owner obviously we're talking about Jimmy Haslam, who's he's I think. When you look at turnover, no, no, no owner turns over more people than this guy. So you can't rule out. I think Freddie Kitchens. You, you can't. You, I think Freeman's onto something. Knowing that building as I do, I wouldn't rule that out. Uh, there, look, they're they're going to be the the league averages of the last twenty years about six and a half firings a year. You're looking at that. That that's. I, I don't. Again, it's really hard to predict it, at, at at this point who's going to get fired in season. These things usually only get one of those a year, so we already have had one. I, I thought Jay Gruden would not be coming back, but that that early to do it, it just tells you how bad it was. Yeah. You know, Adam, it's funny you talk about that. So there was a coach, uh, a Super Bowl winning coach, that was on the market last year and didn't really get a lot of interest. He had a couple interviews and Mike McCarthy. Yep. What what kind of market could he have a year away? Would there be a greater appreciation for what he did in Green Bay now that he's been away for a year? I think with Bucky, it's going to have to happen. He's going to have to a good young offensive coordinator because I think what happened with Mike is there's a perception around the league that Mike was not innovative. You see what he, you see what Aaron Jones is doing, by the way. He, yeah. he his refusal to play him last year. Now I, I I don't know that he was ready or not, Jones, but they really needed his juice last year. And that that I think Mike I think it got away from him a little bit in terms of personnel usage and being more forward thinking. Where where Matt Lafleur, who many people are in the league criticize of Tennessee, but he's doing a much better job now. Calling the place with the Packers and is also their head coach, so I think we got. I think we got to take a look at that situation with, with, with McCarthy. But my understanding was, and, and we, you know, I'll just let you know that I know for a fact he had targeted someone who's very well respected, who actually is now working league as an offensive coordinator. That's my understanding. Uh, Adam Kaplan with us here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, going into this weekend, obviously there's you know big games around the NFL. One of them is Minnesota and Dallas. There's a narrative about Kirk Cousins uh, in prime time and all of that. If if Minnesota's season, if it ends up not turning out to be what they thought, which means you know a deep run into the postseason or whatnot. Do you see Minnesota potentially looking at making a change in the offseason, especially if they look at Kirk Cousins as the guy that they can't depend on? You know him from covering the Eagles and being around that, yeah. that there was a reason that Washington, even though Washington is not the best, you know, probably the best team to, to look at as an example, but there's a reason that Washington wasn't all in and ready to invest completely in him. How, how likely is there to potentially be a change or at least the movement towards a change in the offseason at quarterback for Minnesota? Well, there's a lot of layers here. I'll just sum it up quickly. First of all, their defense really surprised me. It is not played to the level we're expecting. Uh, and that puts more pressure on Kirk Cousins to perform. Now, last week he didn't play well, but he had three touchdown passes. That's why you've got to actually watch the games. People, people look at numbers and go, oh, well, he threw three touchdowns, but he didn't really play that well. Right. He was on a great roll, though, for a while, and – the problem, though, is his contract. He's got one more year left of fully guaranteed money. It's uh, you know, it's it's over twenty million. So, 
you're not going to be able to walk away from it. So I think they're pretty much stuck with them, but they're not stuck with it with everyone else. We're talking about, look, if they don't make the playoffs, there's going to be some change there. If they make it, I think everyone will be fine. I hope they don't lose their job. I know people very well in that building, but told by Team Source that ownership basically demanded playoffs in their, their end of their season meeting. Last year they were shocked that they didn't make it. We know they made an offensive coordinator change. So I think they get in, but I'll tell you what, this is the toughest it's been in the NFC in years. You could legitimately say that 11 teams are, are, are competing for, for six playoff spots. It's crazy. Like I was thinking about that a couple of weeks ago. The, N- the NFC playoffs are going to be wild. The AFC doesn't feel like, I mean, we've got you know good teams, obviously, but the NFC playoffs, I, nothing would surprise me. The six seed or the one seed uh, moving on and winning the conference. I mean, look, you, you might, in the NFC, you might be 10-6 and six and not get in as a wild card. Yeah. I mean, that, that, whereas I think nine wins might be able to get you in as a wild card in the AFC. You know, Adam, I want to touch on this because you're right there um, in man, the city of brotherly love. The Philadelphia Eagles have seemingly righted their offensive woes by running the ball. Do you think Doug Peterson has discovered that? you think they'll continue to be more balanced? Well, Bucky, I would, I would disagree in one way. They're still throwing it significantly more than they are in the, the first half. What they've done is they've gotten two leads and they ran the ball. The, the one thing that they need to do is 26 Miles Sanders. He's brought the juice. He's been really, really good. That's the thing. Jordan Howard's done a nice job. I know the Bears didn't want him back. Uh, that's why they mm-hmm. traded him, but he's starting to do a good job. But what it is is the only thing he's doing in the first half that he had not done before, typically with Doug Peterson, two bad runs, you know, he's just he's throwing the ball every down. The, the last couple games, especially in Buffalo, even when they're throwing the ball more, what he's not doing is giving up after one or two runs. He might run it two out of four times. He might run it three out of four times. It's really the only difference, but what they're doing is what they did in 2017. If they get a lead, they're taking the air out of the ball because Bucky, things are so bad. You could probably pay, play receiver for them. I mean, they can't. They got nobody could run. It's it's no awful juice. how bad the receiver core is. It's really bad. Uh, he is Adam Kaplan, Fox Sports Radio's NFL Insider, uh, Sirius XM NFL as well too. Uh, get him on Twitter at Kaplan NFL. Adam, thanks so much for the time as always. Enjoy the rest of the game. We'll talk Guys, next week. Thanks. All right, there yeah. he is. Uh, Adam Kaplan uh, here on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox, Bucky Brooks here on FSR. Uh, all right, uh, so we've got more out of this game between Bama and LSU coming up here momentarily. Uh, but before all that, let's get to the very latest from around the world of sports with the Gas Bad, David Gasco. Guys, we'll be quick with this because LSU is making quick work of Alabama right now. Burrow in the shotgun, Clyde edwards Lair on a wing to his left. Burrow looking left, delivers the football. Clyde edwards Lair got it in the left corner. Touchdown, Tigers! First down, pass play, score! As Jonas was observing the eye candy, LSU is drubbing Alabama right now. 33-13 to this one. Joe Burrow, 18-20 for 252 yards and also three scores in the affair. Number 12, Baylor survives. They win at TCU 29-23 in triple overtime. This ballgame was 9-9 until they head to the extra session. Number 4, Penn State, not so lucky. Crowd is going nuts right now. Quarterback Clifford waits for the snap with Brown next to him on third down and 23. Has time. Waiting, pressure comes, firing toward the end zone, intercepted, Gophers got it, it's picked off by Jordan Howden in the end zone. Minnesota does it, they go to 9-0 this season and drop Penn State from the undefeated ranks. 31-26 is the final, and a boring affair, Wisconsin and Iowa, this game's on Fox, 14-6, Badgers controlling this game, dominating the Hawkeyes. Guys, that's it for now, I got Clemson, North Carolina State later on today at 7.30 Eastern. All right, thanks, Dave. 
It's trying to be uh, helpful. Good, good stuff by Dave Gaskin. He seems like he's really uh, in and out, Dave. Very efficient here. Very efficient. Uh, Look, he's uh, bounced uh, back. Uh, he's bounced back from his suspension very, very yeah, well. Yeah, I mean, uh, and, I was and, uh, scouting and a little. Uh, yeah, sure you were. Yeah, so was I during that first half. <laughs> <laughs> Always trying to find talent. Yeah, wow. What, the, the, what was it? The uh, Brent Musburger line. Do you see that lovely lady, Jonas? <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, so, uh, so Dave, everything okay though? You I mean you, you feeling all right? I'm just thrilled to be alive. All right, there he is. Happy to be back. Yeah, good, Thr- good, uh, good alive. stuff. Um, all right. So we have uh, we've got Alabama and LSU. It is the game of the day. It is a surprise, I think, to many, if not all, uh, the first half. All LSU uh, so far. So we've got a, a couple of different elements on that game, uh, including how you can get rich on that game. Plus. We've got a little something we do every single week here on the show, but it's got a new twist this week for the first time ever. It is the Iowa Minute with a live Iowa game on. If you talk about distracted... Oh, he's not going to be worth a flip. Oh, nobody's going to be as distracted as... It's a done deal. He can't even... (laughs) We can can only hope that the two minutes are doing a commercial break. All right, so be a part of the fiasco next on Fox Sports Radio. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Harold G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Cone takes. Little play fake. Jack looking. Throws. Left side. End zone. Cut. Touchdown, Wisconsin. That was Matt LaPay, Matt LaPay, excuse me, Matt LaPay, Learfield IMG College on the call. Uh, he is Bucky Brooks. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. I want to let you know we are brought to you by Geico. We have great news. There's a quick and easy way you could save money. Switch to Geico. It only takes 15 minutes to see if you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Go to geico.com and see how much you could save. Uh, The big story of the day right now, start of the second half, LSU a 33-13 lead over Alabama, and, uh, and they get the ball first to come out at halftime. If LSU can go down the field and can score here, I mean, is it a little uh, Don Meredith, turn out the lights, the party's over, Monday Night Football? No, 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 no. We got okay. plenty of time. We, we still can still can. Just may, I'm just, you know, just curious. Um, now, for those of you degenerate flunky gamblers out there that are, are wondering if you wanted to bet on this game, there is a live bet, according to Fox Bet. All right, according to Fox Bet, uh, Alabama right now is a 16.5-point uh, underdog. So all basically mm. all that you need to have happen is for Alabama to not lose by more than 16 mm. and you win. To win, I know, that's and, and you would seem like, oh, that's crazy. Alabama getting 16 and a half points. If they win the game outright, it's plus 500. So so 10 bucks wins you 50, 100 wins you 500, so on and so forth. So uh, there's a lot of people who will probably poach this uh, based on it being Alabama and the game going the way that it's going. Mm. So, uh, all right. Now, uh, we do something here on the show. It is called uh, the Iowa Minute-ish. It's where our technical producer, Iowa Sam, it's become one of the fastest growing segments in sports talk radio. Iowa Sam, our technical producer, Mm -hmm. uh, will run down all the action in the great state of Iowa. He is the voice of Iowa sports. He is the man uh, that that Iowans look at and go, that's a guy who made it big. And so without further ado, it's time for this. Hey, got a minute? Hey, is this heaven? No, it's Iowa. Like you give a damn. Now presenting the most up-to-date happenings from Iowa's four Division I teams. Ladies and gentlemen, cows and pigs, it's the Iowa Minute. Here's Iowa Sam. Yeah! Here we go again, guys. Brand new haircut and all. Oh, yeah. All right, let's get this started here. Let's start with an early game from today. Iowa in Iowa. It's at Drake Stadium, Des Moines. Drake hosting Jacksonville University. The Dolphins. Ah, how about that? All right. The Bulldogs of Drake coming in at 4-4 four and four after that 49-7 pasting at the hands of San Diego. That was last week. First quarterback, or first quarter, though, running back Drew Lauer hits Paydirt from one yard at 7-0 Drake. Taking the early lead. A Jacksonville touchdown makes it 7-all after the first quarter. Let's move ahead to the second quarter here. Drake QB Ian Corwin, three yards to Devin Cates, 14-7 Bulldogs. Third quarter, Ian Corwin again, 37 yards to Shane Feller, 21-7 Bulldogs. Big lead there. Jacksonville would respond. Jordan Young-Humphrey rumbles 32 yards. They met it 21-14. But with four minutes left in the game, 
Drew Lauer from 11 yards out. He'd put this one away. Drake moves to 5-4 and four with a 28-14 win. They are back in their win column. 5-4, and four, Drake. All right, let's go to this game here. Number 18, Iowa at number 13, Wisconsin. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Before we get there, though, we got to check in. We always feature... Up to the minute grain prices. Grain prices are stable. <laughs> Bucky, grain prices are stable. <laughs> the markets are closed. There will be no reporting on grain prices. All right. And and now, yes. uh, sorry to interrupt if yeah. I can uh, yeah. quickly. Uh, we did have a sack fumble of Joe Burrow, a big play for Alabama. Big play. Alabama's got the football back. Uh, we continue on with the Iowa Minute. Yes, yeah, so let's get to the game that people actually care about here. Number 18, Iowa at number 13, Wisconsin. Listen, this game's on Fox. Both teams came into this one off a bye, both sitting at 6-2. and two. We know what happened to Ohio, or what Ohio State did to Wisconsin uh, two weekends ago. So Wisconsin's coming off two losses. Stud running back Jonathan Taylor's been held under 100 yards in each of those games. They're at home. Not going to look good for Iowa. Can we get to it? Yeah, let's get to it. (laughs) By the way, um, Kirk Ferentz has got a wad of gum in his mouth the size of a coffee pitcher. Here's the thing. He's really nervous. He usually chews gum. He started to chew on his fingernails, which is not a good sign for Iowa. I think Ferentz is really nervous <laughs> that, about that's this. That's your handicap on the game? Pretty he's sure. He's biting that, his nails? He's biting his nails. He, gum wasn't good enough. He had to go to the nails. Okay. All right, well, let's get to the action here. First quarter, Iowa did have a little little life there. They forced uh, Jack Cohn, quarterback Jack Cohn, into a uh, fumble. They recovered. Offense couldn't do anything with it. Took a 3 nothing lead. And then we get later... Iowa's flaccid offense. They can't get anything going. Nate Stanley, quarterback for Iowa, he would fumble. Wisconsin recovers, marches 59 yards. Danny Davis, very important name here. He uh, he does an end-around sweep, 17 yards. It was 7-3 Badgers. Iowa would tack on another field goal to make it 7-6, but at the half, Danny Davis again. Big touchdown. It was 14-6 at the half. And now we're in the third quarter, and Iowa has already punted to Wisconsin. There's that. Okay, moving on. Fourteen to six in the third quarter. So you and I, they moved up to number seven in the country. That's Northern Iowa for people. Sorry, Northern name. Iowa. I'm still a little nervous. That's this, our, why are you so nervous? Sky. I don't know. I have had nothing but coffee today. I just ate some peanuts to to get me uh, balanced out here. Uh, but, but that means you'll be in the bathroom in 20 minutes. <laughs> I don't know oh what kind God. of combination. It yeah, is. that's a terrible combination. I've had very little like coffee. Nothing but coffee. I'm just I'm a wreck right now. That's Iowa's playing. Got all these big games. I'll make it quick. I mean, here. why don't you just put, pour eye drops in your coffee next time? <laughs> while you're at it? Peanuts and coffee. That the year. Oh. That's gonna. That's gonna. End up in, <laughs> it's going to end up in your sock. I'm all flush. My face is all flush right now. All right. Northern Iowa has a 7-6 lead over Indiana State Sycamores. It's 7-6, and One it minute. is se- second quarter. 12-16 left in the second quarter. UNI, number seven in the country. Let's get to the big game this afternoon. 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. This game's on Fox as well. Oklahoma Memorial Stadium. Iowa State taking on... Norman, uh, what am I saying? The here? Oklahoma the, Sooners. The Oklahoma Sooner, Sooners. Get this. <laughs> Oklahoma has not oh lost back to back games in 20 years. Okay. There's what, a good stat what, for you. What is going on with, like, oh, I, my music's I was, was saying, we're, we're going to ban you from So Oklahoma hasn't won back to back games in, in or lost, lost back to back yes. games in 20 There's years. There's your big stat. All right, let's, let's, we They're need to look that up. 15 point dog. All right. That was the worst Iowa minute I've That's ever right. done. That's right. Listen, you know what? Job well done by Iowa Sam. If no, you, if you no, it want... wasn't. Don't, don't, don't give him that. Oh, you got to tell him the Let truth. Let us know. No. Let us know. Do you want the Iowa minute back next week?
So we continue to monitor the game of the year in college football. It is not gone as many people have expected, and we will have all the latest on that coming up here momentarily here on FSR. He is Bucky Brooks. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. You can check out this show on the iHeartRadio app and on all of our Fox Sports Radio affiliates, wherever you are taking part in the program. We appreciate a few minutes of your time as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. If you're just tuning in, if you've not seen any college football uh, throughout the course of the day, uh, if you haven't, shame on you. Uh, We'll keep you uh, updated. The first upset of the day belonged to the Minnesota Golden Gophers. They beat... Penn State in Minnesota, a wild game. Uh, P.J. Fleck and company are undefeated. Penn State, after being ranked fourth uh, in the uh, uh, first edition of the college football playoff rankings, will no doubtedly fall back, um, you would assume, a pretty decent amount, and then Minnesota would jump up. Um, Right now, LSU has a 33-13 lead over Alabama. Um, I don't know if we would consider this an upset, considering they were almost touchdown uh, underdogs in Tuscaloosa. I mean, maybe people just overestimated how good uh, Alabama really was, Mm. or maybe people didn't understand how good LSU was before this game because they just look like a better football team. Um, Dare I say they look better coached, and they look like they're just more talented than Alabama. And the Alabama defense doesn't look like the normal Alabama defense that we're used to. I mean, at some point we had to wonder if it would catch up to them, right? This is a team that has had a number of first-round players in the National Football League. That's true. A number of yep. underclassmen go and leave. And um, at some point you like to think, man, can the roster continue to sustain itself with all of these departures? And they've been able to do it, I mean, better than anybody else in the country. And maybe this year it kind of caught up with them. The young guys playing on defense aren't necessarily ready um, for prime time. And then you're also facing an LSU team that has made Alabama the measuring stick. Like that, look, eight straight losses. It is time. They've been committed to it. Everything that they've done has really been done to make sure that they could beat Alabama, their offensive change and all these other things. And so, look, maybe it's time. Maybe it was just time. For them to take a step back. And now one of the other uh, top 20 games currently going on, Wisconsin has a 14-6 lead over Iowa. That's at Camp Randall. Iowa's been in this game, uh, obviously, throughout the course of the game. Uh, Offensively, they haven't been able to muster up anything other than the two field goals, but we will also keep you posted. That game is on Big Fox, where you can find that. Now, from a scouting standpoint, you're looking at Joe Burrow. You're looking at Tua Tagovailoa. Joe Burrow is absolutely outplayed Tua at this point. I know Tua is banged mm-hmm. up, but here's LSU again looking to maybe go for the kill shot. They've got a fourth and one. They're in Alabama territory. They could easily punt the ball away and pin Alabama back and trust that defense to make a stop. But Ed Orgeron and company looks like they're trying to really end this game in a hurry, or at least, <laughs> to get or at least dry them off. Uh, okay, so they're trying to draw them off sides. They're going to take a delay a game, and they'll punt it. Um, had they gone for it there, you talk about a you-know-what-on-the-table I mean, type I mean, move. You're talking about trying to really put it away. I mean, that is a, a ballsy move. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so scouting-wise, this this game has to only increase Joe Burrow's stock, I would imagine. Oh, I think this, this, I think this will be the game that scouts point to as the one that put them on the map in terms of uh, Adam Kaplan talked about Maybe he's a first round. No, he's a first round pick. Yeah. I think this is a game that begins to put him in the conversation with Tua, with Justin Herbert. Is he potentially the first quarterback that comes off the board? From what you've seen this year, 
who's the best quarterback in college football? Now, if we're talking about like from a draft perspective, I mean, I think you have to put Joe Burrow in there. This year, he's been phenomenal. And then when you dig in his background, All-State basketball player, former Mr. Ohio. Uh, yes, he went to Ohio State, was not able to knock out uh, Dwayne Haskins and eventually transfer. But at LSU, you've seen the tremendous improvement in his game from last year to this year. New offensive coordinator, new system, but you've seen him play like an NFL quarterback, the way he manages the game, the way he gets the ball to the playmakers. All of those things are uh, things that coaches love. He doesn't have uh, maybe the biggest arm, but I think you can win with a guy like Joe Burrow because he's competitive, he's tough, he does a great job of putting the ball in the right spot, and there's something to be said for a guy that has gone through a little adversity because that's what you're going to face in national football. And now Adam Kaplan mentioned uh, Fox Sports Radio, Sirius XM NFL Insider. He mentioned that in talking to this scout who was actually at the game that Joe Burrow is the, quote, most NFL-ready quarterback. Well, we heard mm-hmm. the same thing about Josh Rosen. Um, mm-hmm. So when they say most most NFL ready quarterback, is that the system he plays in? Is that the like what what does that mean to you as being somebody who has scouted, played in the NFL, uh, been a part of teams, and now does this from the analyst standpoint and also from a scouting standpoint? Uh, I think when you talk about pro ready, you talk about a guy who has been experienced enough where when he steps into an NFL huddle, it won't overwhelm him. He has enough pelts on the wall that he is seen uh, big game pressure he's experienced it he's thrived in it uh, because the NFL is going to be like that all the time and so when you talk about a guy being pro ready it's not only uh, physically can he withstand it can he hold up to the pounding um, being able to make all the throws or whatever but experience wise has he had enough experience to understand what you have to do to perform at a high level in the league that is why they're saying like he's the most pro ready because he's exhibited some of those qualities. And Justin Herbert has it, does he have the most upside? Is that a fair way to put it? Because he's big, uh-huh. he's got the arm. I think so. He has tremendous upside. I think the biggest thing with Herbert is um, he hasn't played to the way his size is. Like his size, um, his arm talent would suggest that he is going to be an A level player. He hasn't played like an A-level player consistently. Are they are they afraid that he's going to make mistakes? Is that why they've dumbed it down a little bit? Because there's I, I've heard that criticism a little bit that maybe they're not extending the field as much as they possibly could with with um, with Justin Herbert. Is 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 there some of that going on? Is is you know Mario Cristobal is he saying I don't want to put him at risk of turning the ball over and maybe that's a strategy there at Oregon? I mean I I think some of that can be in play because you see your quarterback every day so you understand how you have to mask the deficiencies and elevated strengths. Um, I I mean, maybe a little bit, but I think really is how has he performed in the biggest games? Has it, you know, we, we the way that we've talked about him, we've talked about him being a, a, a number one, a top right. five, maybe a top ten pick. Those guys, remember the criteria for those guys is they should be viewed as Hall of Fame types. Can you envision him eventually in one day getting his, his Hall of Fame bust? Like if you can envision that, then yeah, like a dude should stay – in that top five of that rare air. But if they're just guys that you know may start, potentially may have an impact and some of those things, the first round grades that you give out, they should match that. They should match what they're telling. The other thing that I think is interesting about Tua, and and look, he's clearly not 100% in this game. He's got the, I mean, the way that the surgery is described, it's almost like the guy's got like a bike chain in his ankle. Like they they took a bike chain uh, at some uh, some bike shop and put it in his ankle. Just It's this new sort of surgery to try and fix the ankle injuries. One of the things about Tua, he's, 
like there's kind of a misnomer that he's a running quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's similar to who was who was the uh, the quarterback that uh, Stephen A. Smith called a running was it Haskins Dwayne Haskins, Dwayne Haskins uh, who Stephen A. Smith called him uh, a, a running quarterback, and so people of course uh, you know jumped all over it. Tua doesn't run the ball that often. No, like, he, he's 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 more athletic. If, if anything, I would say that um, he he he's kind of like. Russell Wilson in in that regard in terms of he will if he has to, yes. but he really wants to stay in the pocket and he, deliver. He's capable of it, but he'd rather stay in the pocket and throw the football. Okay, so then it comes down to size. All right, does he have the, the right size? Does he have the arm to be able to make those throws at the NFL level? Also, this is two years in a row he's had a surgery on his lower body. I mean... You know, mm. Russell Wilson has been able to avoid all of those, which is why he continues to play at a high level. What what concerns do you have about Tua at the next level, a guy that everybody has just assumed is going to be one of the top quarterbacks taken in the draft? So my thing with Tua, um, look, I, th- I think he's talented. I think he has great intangibles and leadership qualities. Um, he's everything that you want as a face of a franchise guy. He's going to do all the right things, say all the right things. He's going to lead his guys. He's going to bring them in. He's an inclusive leader. Um the biggest issue that you have with Tua would be the decision making. Um, he hasn't had a lot of starts, but he he's seen enough. But how's he going to react to the late changing coverage? How's he going to react to the the pressure packages that people kind of throw at him? How is he going to respond in in big games when he is banged up? Can he can he find a way to balance it out? Balance out his emotions and play and so. There are a lot of things that I like about him, but a lot of things that I like about him don't really center on on field. Just more so, I just love his character and what he believes in. Is he big enough? Yeah, I think he's big enough. Okay. I think he's plenty big enough. I think if Russell can play, he definitely can play. If Kyler Murray can play, he can play. Absolutely. Yeah, okay. Um, all right, so uh, Bucky Brooks, Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio. Now, we do have an update. Uh, if you missed uh, the end of last hour uh, here on Fox Sports Radio, um, I'm not really sure how to describe it. Uh, what we do here on FSR uh, on Saturdays, our, our technical producer, Iowa Sam, is the voice of Iowa football. Um, not just Iowa football, Iowa State, Drake, Northern Iowa. If there's a football team playing in the state of Iowa, Iowa Sam is the guy. He is the silo of sound he is the uh <laughs> i was making sounds all right yeah uh, he is the uh uh the the uh i can't even think of anything else to go along with it but he does what we call the iowa minute where he he goes over everything that's happening football wise in the state of iowa bucky brooks <laughs> is not very nice. Uh, He wouldn't let Iowa Sam off the hook because he felt like Iowa Sam didn't have his best performance. Iowa was a little nervous. He was mentioning that he had way too much coffee and he also had peanuts, uh, which got to be careful when you say that on the air, kids. Um, And because of that, you know, uh, we we are worried about whether or not um, he's going to make a a run to the exits. And by exits, Mm. I mean the restroom at some point uh, in the near future. Now, we thought that maybe it was a down performance. Sam, you also thought that you had a down performance in the Iowa Minute. Yeah, okay. I, I, I wrote down too many notes. I tried to squeeze too much in, and it. I got to the fourth game, and it was kind of a disaster. That's all right. Well, the results are in. Would you like <sighs> to hear some of the results on Twitter? <sighs> okay. Okay, you ready? All right. Here, so you want some music to, to go with this? These, these are actual tweets that are sent in. Guy writes in on Twitter, love the Iowa Minute. Always the best segment of the show. Puns of fun style, the okay. music here, yeah. Okay, great, great. Good All feedback right, so another far. one. 
Yes, I want the Iowa Minute every week, even when the college football season ends, every single week. All right? Here's another one. That was my first ever Iowa Minute, and if it wasn't for the peanut coffee, I'd say it was my last, but it was comical. I didn't learn anything. Keep it going, though. (laughs) These are all very, very positive so so far, Sam. Another one. Not only do I want the Iowa Minute next Saturday, I need it. Truly the only reason I listen to the show. F you and congratulations, Sam. (laughs) So, I mean, Sam, those are like four or five nothing but positive uh, positive feedback for you here on the Iowa Minute. People love it. Sometimes a train going off the rails is a beautiful sight. Yeah, look, every people rubberneck. Uh, when they see a fender bender or an accident, everybody stops to look. Apparently, everybody stopped to listen, but I thought it was great. I think you do a fine job, and everybody listening, uh, at least the people chiming in, also agree you do a fine job. I appreciate that, people, yeah. and we'll keep it going. And uh, if you would like to, uh, to, uh, to find out more info about the man behind the Iowa Minute, at IowaSam99, at IowaSam99 on Twitter, uh, to give him uh, those compliments uh, directly to him on social media. Great. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Jonas Knox, Bucky Brooks here on Fox Sports Radio from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Coming up next, uh, he's one of the best in the business, former NFL quarterback, now an analyst for Pro Football Focus, telling you everything you need to know about the quarterback position and every quarterback in the NFL. Find out what he thinks next here on Fox Sports Radio. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Extina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Jonas Knox, Bucky Brooks here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming up here in just a couple of moments, we will be catching up with Bruce Gradkowski. Always good stuff as he talks about the quarterback position and a lot of storylines when it comes to quarterback this weekend in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Your guy, Cam Newton, on the IR. (laughs) Yes, Deanna. The end of an era potentially in Carolina. Cam Newton going to IR pays the way for Cal Allen to steal his job and while then, he's looking. And now one of the names that's been thrown out there as well, too, uh, potential landing spot. I don't see it. Cam Newton in L.A. with the Chargers. Mm. What do you make of that move? No, I don't see that. I don't, I don't, I don't I mean, I, I just don't see that. I don't. Yeah, I do. It feels like L.A. for the first time is going to be looking first round when it comes to quarterback. They've They've – Toiled around in the middle rounds, but it feels like this is the year they've got to make a move if you're the Chargers. I think so. I think we saw on Thursday night, Phillip Rivers has his limitations. He's a regressing player. Um, he, he just has a tough time uh, making consistent throws. and His decision-making has always kind of been on that line, but now we're seeing more and more turnovers. He looks old. I, I don't want to he say. He doesn't want to get hit, man. It, like, it's that, yeah. but he he looks older this year. It looks like you're, you're really seeing him age at, at a more rapid pace. You know, the, and, and it happens from time to time. Peyton Manning was a guy who was, what, throwing 50 touchdowns in a season, and then he suffered an injury. I think it might have been against the Chargers in a regular season game. He was never the same after that. He just aged aged faster. Yeah. Tom Brady has slow has done it in a slower pace. Philip Rivers seems like he's on the Peyton Manning route to where he's aging at a more rapid pace because you're watching Thursday night. If there was any sort of pressure, you just assumed it was going to be a sack. <laughs> like the, the pocket was collapsing. You just assumed he was going to get sacked. He just, he just can't get out the way. And because he can't get out the way, he gets rid of the ball uh, well before it's time to deliver right. it. So now those errant throws are overthrown or deflected. They lead to interceptions. Yeah, so he look, he, he, he's, he's not playing well. And he's a little shook because the offensive line and he's pressing trying to make all the plays and. He just doesn't have that ability anymore. And if and this is, has been, always been my thought when it comes to uh, quarterback play, especially nowadays, with what you're hearing from a lot of people who, who, and you know this from scouting the NFL and looking at these things, the offensive line pay, offensive offensive line play has been down in the NFL for the past few years, to yes. where there's not enough practice reps. Um, you know the technique's not as good, and so because of that, offensive the, the offensive lines aren't as good as they were maybe in years gone by. 
Well, if that's the case, you got to make an adjustment. You can either go out and find five new uh, all-pro offensive linemen mm. that don't exist, mm-hmm. or you need a quarterback that's got a little bit of mobility to try and buy you time if the offensive line play is not good enough. And it feels like the Chargers are at a point to where they've got a quarterback who doesn't complement a shoddy offensive line, and he can't get out of the way. And the second there's pressure, he either just gives himself up for a sack or he forces a throw, and it turns into a pick. Yeah, I mean that's I mean that's a very real assessment. Like it is problematic. Um he has to have more courage to stay in there. He has to um if he's going to be an all-time player, he still has to be able to be a playmaker despite his limitations and it's harder when you don't have the mobility and you have to stand at the top of the drop like a statue, but that's that's who he is. Um it's not what what I would necessarily want. Yeah, I, would, I mean, you know, I won't <laughs> Somebody can move around. Yeah, and uh, so it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what the Chargers do in the offseason. So we'll be catching up, uh, obviously, with Bruce Gradkowski here coming up uh, in uh, in moments uh, here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, uh, Jonas Knox, Bucky Brooks here on FSR. Uh, all right, so we uh, check in on LSU-Alabama. Uh, Alabama forcing LSU to punt the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alabama got a score. LSU has a 33-20 win, mm-hmm. or 33-20 lead over Alabama right now. So Alabama was you know starting to that was a crucial stop i should have placed that bet they that's, get the ball back yeah, 16 it's, points it's there and just to show you uh the has savages it, has it changed? Has yeah it the, uh, the savages so it was the live bet on alabama when they were down 33 13 was alabama plus 16 and a half mm. it's now down to seven and a half Ooh. the money line bet was alabama so which one? you Alab- take that one you take the seven? Not now. I mean, after it was just 16 and a half? Hell yeah. no. No, but you take the seven? I don't like, think so. Like coming back? Not me. I, see, I'm a professional. I, I, don't look at, I don't look at sports betting like this. I'm a professional broadcaster. I'm all about the X's and the O's. I mean, that's, that's just the way I work. Uh, but Alabama, we mentioned this earlier, they have found a running game. Like, they found a running game with Harris. Um, they're, they're finding some openings. And because of that, I think it's going to open up things for Tua Tagovailoa, which you mentioned the team that establishes the running game first is going to have the advantage because it's going to open up everything else. And it, you're going to be able to control the clock. And right now, they, they're settling the game down. They're beginning to get the game back on their terms because Najee Harris has been able to run the ball effectively. And when he gets going, now the play action, the stuff that they want to do, the RPOs, all those can come back into the mix. And so uh, so Alabama, now they're uh, looking at a screen pass, uh, incomplete, but to Alabama at least moving the uh, football a little bit here uh, on on uh, uh, at uh, in their own territory, but against LSU, trailing 33-20. to 20. Um, We mentioned USC's got a, a 31-20 lead over Arizona State. They're playing well. USC they, is sitting they, at 5-4 and four on the season. Um, you think, holding on. You think Clay Helton's hearing any of these rumors about uh, about some of these coaches who might potentially take his job? How yes. Much, okay. You think he's hearing all that? Yes. I think every day he knows. He knows the end may be drawn. Did, <laughs> did you guys when you were playing and there was stories out there about the team, whether you were in Buffalo or Jacksonville or wherever? How much they always like. Athletes always say, man, we don't hear any of that stuff. It's all about what's in the locker room. How no. much do you actually hear? What's you, the truth behind that? You hear all of it. <laughs> you hear all of it. I can tell you I can tell you right now, even on Friday nights when I'm standing on the field coaching, I can hear those idiots in the stands saying, <laughs> we need to throw the ball. Throw the ball. What are we doing? Uh, we look like a Willie Ghost team. Like, I, hear all those, I, hear, I hear them all in the background, man. But you have to just – you can't have rabbit ears. But, yeah, like – like for Clay Hilton, 
you have to kind of be, man, you have to have your esteem, right? You got to be strong in your convictions, and you just have to know that I'm going to continue to do what I believe is best for the program so that we can win games. And if they come to you and they say, hey, man, like, we can go in a different direction, at least you know that you've given everything to the program. I think it's those that are the surprise decisions, the ones that you haven't been given a clue and you're working your tail off and coach shows up and you're like, hey, coach, what do you, you need? Oh, I need to see you. Why you see me? <laughs> like those are the things. Those are the things that would drive you mad. Uh, Tua with a long completion down the sideline. Um, he throws a good, a deep ball. Tua. He throws a real pretty deep ball and uh, another long completion. Yeah. Um, and so uh, Alabama moving the football uh, down two scores, but in LSU territory. Football. Yeah, that's a pretty. No, he throws a nice ball. Um, so Alabama is is moving the football. They're finding some, and you mentioned it earlier. Establish the run; it opens other things up, and so Alabama looks like they're uh, they've gained a little bit of momentum here. Down thirty three twenty, under two minutes to go in the third quarter. All right, uh, Bucky Brooks, Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, coming up next, uh, it is always uh, I mean it's a wild adventure here on Fox Sports Radio. For those of you that like the Iowa Minute, you ain't seen nothing or heard nothing yet. Find out what it is here on FSR for all the latest though from around the world of sports. The Gas Bad, David Gasco. Guys, we will trickle our way into the fourth quarter here in a couple minutes from now. Number two LSU leading on the road at number three Alabama 33-20. to Joe Burrow in this game 23-29 for 305 yards and three touchdowns. He has turned the ball over one time. Right now though, Alabama's back on the move. They're at the 13-yard line of the LSU Tigers. Earlier today, number four Penn State got upset at number 17 Minnesota 31-26. So Penn State now falls to 8-1 on the season. Minnesota improves to 9-0 on the year. Number 12, Baylor was on the ropes. They were trailing in this ballgame late, 9-6. to six, but They kicked a 51-yard field goal to tie it, push it to overtime, and they eventually won it. 29-23 in triple overtime. They did get it done. Number one, Ohio State, a victory today. They beat Maryland 73-14. to Cincinnati leads UConn 48 to nothing. Wisconsin smothering Iowa right now, 21-6. This ballgame right now is at the end of three quarters of play. And number 19, Wake Forest is trailing at Virginia Tech. 29 to 17. Earlier today, Kansas State had a 14-0 lead at Texas, and now they've tied 24-24, about six minutes and some change left in the fourth quarter. Tonight, Georgia, Missouri, number five, Clemson will take on NC State. Oklahoma is at home against Iowa State, and number 15, Notre Dame is on the road taking on Duke. Fellas, back to you. Thanks, Dave. Jonas Knox, Bucky Brooks here on Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Uh, We mentioned Bruce Gradkowski, who will be joining us here. Uh, He's going to be popping on next hour here on Fox Sports Radio. All sorts of interesting uh, little tidbits and things going around the National Football League. He studies every quarterback in the league. Uh, So we'll get to that here uh, coming up uh, in uh, uh, next hour here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, We did just have a score at Camp Randall. uh, And for the latest on the high-octane Iowa Hawkeye offense, uh, Iowa Sam. Yay. (laughs) They, They got in the end zone. Thank the maker. All right. You know, I don't know what. To, Any you know. details you want to provide, or just Come on, like you give me anything? No, no game gets me more agitated than when Iowa plays Wisconsin because yeah. it's like they do everything a little bit better than Iowa. Mm. But yeah, it's now it's actually a one possession game, or it's you know with a with a two point conversion, but. Are they going to come back and get another touchdown? Touch, I don't think so. A touchdown pass from uh, Paul Burmeister there. I mean, is uh, that for the Iowa? Do you guys. see Wisconsin as like a rival? 
Wisconsin are rivals? Well, Iowa and Wisconsin aren't rivals, are they? Are they rivals? They, they are rivals, yeah. Okay. They play for a trophy. What trophy? Every everything everything in the Big Ten is yeah. a big trophy. Yeah, what is, what the Heartland is? Trophy. It's a it's Is that a, the pig? It's a bull. No, that's uh Floyd of Rosedale. That's between yeah. Iowa and Minnesota, which will be next week. Everything everything is always on I, I think uh Wisconsin or I'm sorry, Minnesota won they a won trophy. The they yeah, won the bell. bell the bell over Penn they, State. Wait a second. Wait, Iowa and Wisconsin play for a bowl? It's a bull. It's called the Heartland Trophy, but if you look at the uh, underside of it, it's not quite a bull, if you know what I mean. Oh, uh, the the people who made it, they oh. decided it was a little too lifelike. Oh, to borrow from a friend of mine in broadcasting, a little too lifelike. So they so they removed the onions. I, I, I don't, they might have removed the onions. I, I, yes. I oh, you mean like a b u l l? Yeah, a bull. A bull. Yeah. Oh, I thought like b o w. I was thinking like they oh, wanted no. it at a church carnival and it was just a hand me down every year. No. Like no, a, like no, a dime like a toss at a church carnival, like a, a china bowl. Oh. No, no, they actually play for a so like a, the a animal, brass a bowl. bowl, like okay. a male cow. Okay, but mm-hmm. the if you look underneath it again, it's a little different. Yeah. It's okay. not quite a bowl. Right, it's just, okay, it's which just, Iowa fans love to bring up every hey, year this just, game comes. You know, up. listen, I'm just just uh, listen, just wanted to establish what what exactly we're talking about here. You know, just you never know with these trophies here. So all right, so. Uh, so uh, they uh, got rid of the uh, so they so they cast they castrated it is what they did. They said no onions, okay. no onions, please. Good. No onions. All right, so you can't reproduce. That's nice. All right, uh, so ladies and gentlemen, it is time for a little something we do on the show called this news. News. He only finds the best stories. I got a news flash. Who the hell are you? It's in the gutter with David Gagan. All right, gas man, you've had a week off. Can't imagine what your sick, twisted brain has come up with. Well, we're stuck talking Iowa football here for the last three hours, <laughs> so that's about as sick as it can be. Anything else, Iowa Sam? No, I'll stop you cutting sure? into your time. Are you sure? Yeah. You got no more Iowa crap we need to talk about? Uh, here we go. Here well, we I go. Just, what, Dave, what, what is wrong with you? Why are you so button, negative? <laughs> I haven't eaten in like 18 hours. It sounds like it. Why are you it's fasting? Like me. It sounds like me. Yeah. Dave, are you fasting? Yeah. Oh, man. I didn't have a good week of fasting either, so... Oh. Our buddy uh, Ben Mallard was on his last leg, and uh, you know, had to had to give him a shout out. So I had to fast for about forty eight hours. Why? Uh, I don't know. Because I need to drop some lbs. Why did you fast? Because you gained like thirty pounds when you're in South Carolina, well, right? No, I no. Well, that was this. I mean, that was all exercising and all that. But I I wasn't really fasting at that point. I just sort of you know cut back on what I ate and. And figured it out from there. But what a 48-hour fast, and then what? You're going to eat for 48 hours straight? I hope so. Well, listen, I'm not trying to make you feel <sighs> bad about anything or like this this nice chicken breast I have here next to me from uh, Whole Paychecks over I, next door. I have never seen you eating anything outside of a bell pepper. That's fine to eat. It is fine to eat. That was Barf Grills. Uh, you can comedy. eat this. <laughs> How much is that chicken breast? Like $15? No, like five bucks, actually. No way. Yeah, they try and dupe you into the per pound. I was like, I don't need a pound. I just need one chicken breast. I hand it over and hurry up. <laughs> just like that. Guys, Dear God, it's good. Guys, we'll start this off in the National Football League. Bucky, let's throw this back to your playing days. Let me ask you this, whether it's with uh, Jacksonville. Well, I'll start with Jacksonville. Who was the most volatile guy on your team that you think would have gotten in trouble on social media? <laughs> hold on, I just got Pastor Jim Baker in my ear. <laughs> yeah, hold on, Dave, one more time. Who's volatile? Yeah, who's the most volatile guy you played with with Jacksonville? Uh, Andre Risen was on that team. Oh, oh Bad man. Moon Risen, huh? Bad Moon Risen. Okay. might have been a little hey, Okay, what, what happened in that house? Okay, did she really burn? <laughs> Seriously, did it, what was her name? Left like, eye. Third left eye? eye? What was Le- her name? Left, left eye. eye. Yeah, left, left eye, eye. Yeah. All right, one eye. So she was when, in the wire. All right, uh, 
Never heard of him. One Eye? Is that her name? Left Eye. Left okay, Eye. Left Eye. Come on. Um, so she burned his mansion down? Oh, yeah. Okay. She what? didn't mean to burn the entire house down. She meant to burn up a bunny or a bear, and then it just caught fire. Uh, like a like a stuffed animal. Yeah, stuffed animal. Didn't something like that happen to David Justice? Okay, hold on a second. Hold Dayton on. Dayton Holly Berry. Okay, hold on. Sorry. Like he's not buying that, is he? No, I mean, it got mad. They, they had a they had an issue, an incident. Yeah, she's okay. not alive anymore so, either. So a stuffed animal means the entire mansion goes up? Come on. I mean, like, it got out of control. Like, you, I mean, sometimes stuff happens. Uh, listen, <laughs> I saw Backdraft. That's not how that works, okay? I saw the movie Backdraft. Uh, you you, you got to warn me when you say use those terms like Backdraft and stuff like that, like... My mind goes in the gutter. Okay, yeah, it does. Yeah, in this segment, this segment does that to people. All right, well, you yeah, know, we'll, you gotta, get, uh, we'll you get more details warm on that. You know, yeah, you give me a term that. like yeah, that. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't mean to. It's almost, almost cigarette break time. <laughs> I, I bring that up, guys, because have you heard of anything more mind-boggling than Cleveland Browns or former Cleveland Browns safety Jermaine Whitehead's tweets? Cost him $645,000 on a contract for the hey, season. Yeah, what the hell is he... He's threatening fans and media with gang violence after the game. Yeah, the hell was that? Yeah, he's a little upset. Okay, I get thirty thousand dollars a week. They cost. Yeah, I I get upset too. I don't threaten gang violence on anybody. (laughs) (laughs) It's because you're from Malibu. That's why. Oh, kiss my ass. (laughs) Listen, I'm from the mean streets of Thousand Oaks, and I don't know if you know this or not, Dave. It's not the eight oh five. It's the eight oh five. All right, (laughs) you mess with us. What happened to Knoxnard? That too. Listen, I, I, I. I move around a little bit, man. Oh, boy. Guys, how about this one? Uh, Dan, Louisiana. This is Knox time right here. You can eat this. Iowa, you done, man? Iowa moment here. Just Iowa Sam. You can eat this. Yes, just Iowa. All Iowa with the Bulls. I'm sorry. I had to throw no, in the Knox fine. time. Anything else you want to do, Iowa? I'm done. I'm, I apologize. You got a haircut. This is your, You're feeling this good is your about bit. yourself today. <laughs> Iowa just got it. an interception. Oh, We're in business. Why? Like, oh, it's too much Iowa yeah. Hawkeye football it is. talk. And I know nobody cares. Oh, Back to you. They're 6-2 this season. I care. I care. They're losing. I care. They're getting beat down by Wisconsin right I now. I care. Shout out to Hayden Fry. <laughs> Guys, a 32-year-old man in Louisiana was arrested last week after he removed an electric-powered shopping cart from Walmart and drove it to a local bar a half a mile away from the store. Mm. Uh, so now you mentioned you did some some hazardous things when you're in Sin City while intoxicated. Ever done anything like this before? No, I'm not an idiot. I don't. I do not risk drinking and driving at all. Like even if I'm going to have a beer, two beers, I think it's so. The fact that people can't just pay the four or five bucks to go somewhere for an Uber uh, is insane mm. to me. I actually think if you get a DUI now, uh, you're an idiot, and mm. they should double the fine and the punishment that goes Ooh, along with it. Double the fine. I mean, come on, man! Like, it just like, have some have some discipline. You know, like have a little bit of discipline. If you're gonna if you're gonna have a couple of drinks, why do you even want to worry about whether or not you're drinking and driving? Let alone this guy driving around in a rascal scooter at a Walmart. What yeah. is he doing? Unbelievable. But he did, he did get charged though with a DUI after driving from one bar good. to another and left that cart there parked between two cars. What a loser! That's pretty darn good, right? What a, what a lo- <laughs> like like imagine that like. Ah, yeah. How how's he explain that to like the next the next woman he goes out on a date with? Uh, so why do I get to pick you up? 
Well, I, it's a funny story, you know. <laughs> I had a thirty pack of Bush Light and uh, ended up at a Walmart, and I, you know, I didn't want to risk getting a DUI in my car, so I just drove around in a shopping cart. I did that back on New Year's Eve at Mandalay Bay in nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, you got a deuce? No, no, I didn't get a deuce. I, I took a a, um, a security cart inside the Mandalay Bay. I took the cart and drove it to the convention center inside the hotel. Why? Just because it was there. Okay. Well, what, okay. Why did you really do it, Dave? Because I was there. Because you were. I was with a date. Because you were. Oh. oh. Hammered. Yes. So we went, you were hammered. No, 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 no. It was like the quickest means from one point to another. Point A to point B, if you get what I'm saying. And so you thought it would really knock mm. her socks off if you stole the security? Well, the socks were already off. Okay, Thank you very good. much. Right. Yeah. Shopping cart. Um, yeah. Shopping cart. Guys, we like, went, that's what we're doing now. I know. We, we're we're like, in the shopping listen, cart. Back back in the day, they used to put they used to put Mile High Club. Back like, back in you the day, a toddler. Like, I'm, I'm saying, how do you do it in a shopping this cart? This is how we've advanced. Do anything you want in a shopping yeah, this, cart. This is this is how we've advanced. Back in the day, they would just put you on the handlebars like the movie ET. Oh, yeah. And now, all these years later, Dave's uh, driving them around inside Mandalay Bay with a uh, shopping cart. That's shopping good. cart. Guys, wow. I'm happy to announce we've gone three whole minutes without talking about Iowa football. Well, since you brought it up, it is a fourth and inches. <laughs> fourth Iowa and inches. Down Go Iowa. <laughs> Dear God. Go Iowa with those uniforms looking like the Pittsburgh Steelers. Is there anything more nauseous than looking at Iowa Sound with a Pittsburgh Steelers jersey on? I mean, I, I mean I'm mean, i okay with the Pittsburgh Steelers look. Look, this is a good game, man. I, I always appreciate low-scoring Big Ten football games because it's so much better than the Big 12. And I'm not yeah. trying to take a shot And they're at playing the for something. What are they playing? Oh, Damn straight. They're playing for a 6-3 and three record or a 7-2 record. <laughs> They're playing for the Meineke Car Care Bowl. Oh, this looking, game, this game looking, does have... Well, okay, yeah. I haven't opened my mouth Winner in three minutes, so you guys are the ones who keep talking about Iowa. All oh, right? cool. But this does have ramifications Listen, in the West. Sam, Sam, understand what's happening here. Dave is fasting, okay? So he's really, really hungry, all right? So we don't want to, we don't want to like... You know, tease him with any sort of food references or drops. I have a couple like peanuts that. left, you know. Right. You can have yeah. those. Well, yeah, stay they're, away from they're your in your sock. Yeah. Whoa. You can eat Hey, hey. Hey, go easy. Easy. All right. Hey, Arizona State. What's happening? Arizona hey, State. Arizona, Arizona State has a lot of talent. I hey, think we, Tempe, baby. Hey, forks hey, Jonas, up. I think we need to go on a scouting trip to Arizona straight. State. Hey, forks up, everybody. Arizona wow. State. All right. Yeah. I, think, all I think we need sideline passes so <laughs> we can really God. see. Uh, all right. Uh, what else? What else we got, Dave? Anything? Some Guys, a 38-year-old guy, an Alabama Crimson Tide fan, was actually charged with third-degree assault. Because he punched a referee at a high school football game on Friday night. Hmm. Interesting. Very. Uh, what was the uh, What Mui. was the reasoning? He didn't Mui. like a call. Mui and the uh, I, Okay. His All name right, was so, Johnny Liddell Gilliam. Thirty well, years sh- of age. A guy with three names in Alabama. What a stunner! <laughs> like what a stunner! Like that's how, he had a lifted truck. Yeah, yeah, I know lifted truck and uh, and and wears like a flannel with no sleeves. Like that's uh, and the flag in the back of the truck. What, yeah, what's his name? Johnny. Gun Lid- rack. What is his name? Johnny. Gun rack? Johnny Liddell. Uh, the gun rack. Yeah, with the, with the gun, gun rack, rack and an axe in the back. Yeah, with a gun rack. <laughs> uh, like, like he's got he's got three DVDs. Uh, one of them's Deer Hunter. The other's Tombstone. And then like we're gonna get snacked. He might have that Dukes of Hazard theme song on his horn. It may be. Oh, I mean, man. That, that might be a possibility. Now, <laughs> now, Bucky Brooks, I'm not trying to incriminate you here, but the closest you ever came to punching an official as a coach. Oh, never. Never. I, I haven't come close at all. You ever get, did any of them ever mouth off to you, like get in your face a little bit? I try and do a good job of walking the, uh, walking away. Sometimes you have guys that are a little, little edgy. 
But it's okay. You ever do the, uh, this is the go-to, like if you ever want to get somebody, you tell them, uh, you start feeling around on the top of your shoulder and you say, oh, I got got bit by a dog earlier. And when they look at your shoulder, you hit them right in the nuts. Like <laughs> no. You ever want to do no, I try to stay away from nuts. You can play the circle Bad game. Bad dog. <laughs> circle game. Of course. Sure you can. Yeah, not, not at Wrigley Field, though. <laughs> no, not at Wrigley Field. No, you'll get it, you'll get removed for life. Theo Epstein, what a joke. <laughs> you can eat this. All right. Oh. Uh, good stuff, Dave. Yeah. Right. You can Great. eat this. Go away. <laughs> God. You live. The gutter. Oh, man. Uh, from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. All right. Uh, coming up next here on FSR, we'll dive back into what is happening in Tuscaloosa. Uh, major developments here. Uh, this game has been as good as advertised. We'll have the very latest for you here on Fox Sports Radio. On skinny pop, 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 pop. No? All right. Uh, Bucky Brooks, Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio. We have a touchdown. We have a touchdown in Tuscaloosa. LSU, a touchdown run has now extended the lead 39-27. Extra point pending. Uh, LSU extending the lead in Tuscaloosa, a 12-play, 75-yard drive. Uh, ate up four minutes and 26 seconds of the clock and uh and lsu uh with a uh with a touchdown they're now going for two um it was uh edwards on the score as they go for two to try and extend the lead to 14 points uh, up 39 27 over alabama 10 minutes to go in the fourth quarter and Look, they're going to have a lead here. That drive is going to be massive um, mm-hmm. just based on the fact they had Alabama had him at a third and 10. Uh, Joe Burrow made a completion uh, to the running back Edwards who got a first down. And then there was another opportunity. Alabama had him at a third and five to hold him to a field goal. And it was Joe Burrow who scrambled to get the first down. And you actually made the point during the break. Joe Burrow's made a lot of money in this game. Oh, chingalingaling. The reason why he's made so much money, this is the marquee game uh, that you want to see him play in. He's playing against Alabama. Everyone has tremendous amount of respect for Nick Saban and his defense. Uh, He's squaring off against the top-rated quarterback in Tua Tungalova. And then what you have is a situation where they kind of are teetering on the brink. He brings them right down the field and they score a touchdown. And so everything that you always want to see from your franchise quarterback, do they have the ability to bring you back? He's shown that. Yeah, and it's a good point because Alabama had all the momentum. They got back into the game. They were only down six. They're at home. The crowd is feeling it. And it was one of those shh kind of drives by Joe Burrow and LSU and two massive third downs, uh, third down conversions. Money down. Uh, the two-point conversion failed. So LSU has a 39-27 lead over Alabama 10 minutes to go. And so here's an opportunity for Tua. Um, we know he's not 100%. But they have moved the ball. They have run the ball pretty well. Um, here's an opportunity for Tua to make a statement as well, too. Yeah, but I think he's already made a statement, too. I think both of these guys are actually going to come up and get a bounce from the way they performed. Tua was playing banged up and injured. His team was down 33-10. to 10. Um, He's been able to bring them back. They've closed within striking distance. So now he gets another quarter to show people um, that he also has that it factor that you look for. You look for the clutch performance from your quarterbacks, particularly late in games. He'll get an opportunity to showcase those skills right now. I wonder if, and I know people, we talked to Pete Futek earlier in the show, and he said if, if Alabama loses, you know, that's probably it. 
I mean, you know, there's, you know, it's going to be it, the loss hurts Alabama more than it would LSU. Well, that being said, depending on how this all shakes up, if Alabama loses this game, I could totally see a committee member saying, yeah, but Tua wasn't 100%. So even if Alabama comes back and makes this game close, they kind of have a built-in excuse based on Tua's health for why maybe they could still get into the college football playoff. I mean, maybe. I think it's a long shot. Yeah, but, but I mean, I, maybe, Doc. It, it, it'd be tough. It'd be one of those, those, those jobs where how do they backdoor because they won't play in the championship game. Right. Uh, Bucky Brooks, Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio. Final hour of the show and more on the game of the year in college football next year on FSR. We got five-star recruits not only on the field, but in the stands in Tuscaloosa. Uh, I mean, Bucky a, lot of, Brooks. a lot of talent. A lot of recruits yeah. there. A lot of five-stars. Yeah, all the uh, – <laughs> everybody is out in full force for uh, <gasps> Alabama and LSU. It is the game of the year in college football. Right now, LSU, uh, second-ranked team in the country, has a 39-27 lead over Alabama. There's a fourth and four situation for the Crimson Tide. Um, this is a big moment in the game. Under seven minutes to go. Uh, Tua brings Clemson up to the line. Uh, we got a trips left situation. And uh, Alabama on fourth and four has to go for it because they're down two scores. Oh, and now a timeout. we have to, uh, yeah, timeout called by Alabama. They didn't have the right look. And so uh, this feels like a big time moment in the game because if LSU is able to get a stop here and go down and get points, I, I would assume that's a wrap. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It'd be over. I, I think, yeah, this is a situation. A lot of confusion. Lined up wrong. Four to a side, trying to get a motion. Yeah, all of it, all of it is wrong. You don't like to burn timeouts there, but you got to get the play. You got to get the play right. Here's uh, here's another thing I was thinking about. Depending on how this game finishes up, so Ed Orgeron does it completely different than Nick Saban. Nick Saban's very in your face and loud and a curmudgeon, and Ed Orgeron seems like one of the guys who's just you know whether it's the voice. The inflection of the voice. Um, oh, what the Cookie Monster? Yeah, like his personality. I mean, listen, I, I think it's monster? great. I mean, it's a little bit. It's like half Fat Albert, half Cookie Monster. Like, there's, <laughs> there's, a, there's a little of that going on. But I just, I wonder, like, if Ed Orgeron or Nick Saban walked into your living room and wanted you to come play for them, because Ed Orgeron's always been a really good recruiter as uh, as Alabama on a fourth and four uh, now going for it again uh, to a back to throw on a fourth and four and it's complete uh, nice throw and Alabama's got a first down yeah great so, throw like I will say this about Tua um, his ability to kind of play that short game he, he does it as well as anybody this ball is out and it's a dart I mean right on the money yeah. good route um, oh that was, man, that's a nice route nice release by yeah. Smith <clears throat> Getting open, big time hit coming up. Like yeah, like this is what you want to see play. though. When you when you when you pop when you pop in the tape and you're evaluating quarterbacks and you're evaluating top players, you want to see how they perform in big moments. And I can say this about both quarterbacks uh, tonight: Joe Burrow and Tua. Both of those guys have stepped up and delivered. And so this is exactly what you want to see. You feel good about how both have performed. And Tua overcame a slow start and has found his way playing with the injury. So scouts would give him credit for displaying toughness, um, being able to do that, because when you look at the quarterbacks in the National Football League, your your top quarterbacks, they have to show up each each and every Sunday. Like, they're durable, they're dependable, um, and so that bowls well in his favor. And then Joe Burrow just has been terrific. Oh, yeah, Burrow's been awesome. Uh, this, and this will be one of those games they look back on when you pop in you know, his high, Heisman highlights. They're going to go to this game, because this is the biggest game of the year thus far. And you've mentioned this before as a scout. 
you always go to these big games first when you're looking at tape, right? Always. You always want to see them play against top competition. You want to see them in competition that's comparable to what they potentially could face in the National Football League. And so those rivalry games, those uh, conference championship games, bowl games, uh, they tend to have a little more significance than some of the other games. So back to uh, – and this is what I want to ask you. So Ed Orgeron um, – and LSU have been a fantastic story all year. Second ranked in the country. They have a lead. And if they can hold on to this, um, I mean, it's a huge, massive win, not only for LSU, but also for Ed Orgeron as a coach. A guy who a lot of people felt like because he was at Ole Miss and, and it did not go well, that he was more of a rah-rah recruiter type. And he's always been a great recruiter. That's been his reputation anywhere he goes, whether it was mm-hmm. at USC or wherever. And so now he's got LSU, and I don't know if it's that he's delegating or he's just got a great staff around him, but if Ed Orgeron and Nick Saban walk into my living room and want to recruit me, and I can see that they're now on the same level as far as the program goes, it would be hard for me as a recruit to choose Nick Saban over Ed Orgeron. Just the personality, he does it differently, and it feels more fun. And and not to diminish Nick Saban, I think a lot of the personality, the persona that he has publicly, he plays to that. I, I don't think he's the same guy behind the scenes, but it just feels like it's a more enjoyable experience playing for Ed Orgeron than it does in Nick Saban. I mean, it could be. Now, I, I think it depends on what the end game is. Um, and I think you can get there at both locations, obviously. If the end game is to go to the National Football League, then you can go to both places. Alabama and LSU routinely produce top NFL players. If it's about winning championships, the natties have been going to Alabama right. of late. And so you have to make a decision on whether you believe that LSU can get there and if you can be a contributor to help them get there. And uh, Alabama right now uh, does have the ball near the goal line trying to put it in um, uh, to try and get back in this game. So I just wonder how much this changes, you know, I I don't know if it's the landscape or whatnot, but how much this changes sort of what we think of both these schools. Um, Pete Futek mentioned it earlier in the show from College Football News when we had him on. Pete Futek said, listen, um, Alabama – in that national championship game against Clemson, got annihilated. Mm. And everybody maybe looked at that as, oh, well, it's a one-off situation. And, well, it's kind of looks similar in this game. Now, they've made it more of a game than they did, obviously, in that in the national championship game. But it's kind of similar in that there was no real no real answer for the offense that was out there. And I just I, I wonder what, what we make of the defense for Alabama that just doesn't look like the same defense we've been used to. Uh, that... Like Alabama's running into the same problems that most teams are running into. It's hard to stop people in today's college football. Uh, the rules, the way everyone is playing with pace, uh, the hurry-up offenses, it makes it hard because you're having to defend against so many different plays. And if your offense is also trying to play up-tempo, where well, you're leaving your defense at risk. And so that is what we're seeing more now than ever. Um, teams are are kind of having to play this basketball style. And Alabama had been the, the contrarian, approach, contrarian approach because they had been running the ball and playing pro style and doing some of those things. Well, now that they've kind of joined in, it's also made their defense more vulnerable. Now, we just had screaming in the other studio because uh, I think it might be the longest touchdown in the history of Iowa Hawkeye football. Iowa, Sam, uh, what was the screaming? Uh, If you still have a voice, you were jumping up and down. What did we have happening in a great game that's taken place in Camp Randall? Uh, I'm not exactly sure who scored. It was either Tyrone Tracy 
It was a great, it, somebody it was a great from play. Iowa. Great play from Iowa on a on a, uh, let's just, on a deep yeah, shot. A long touchdown. They had to get a two point conversion to tie it, but they tried to run quarterback Nate Stanley into the end zone, and he just got lit up at like the half yard yeah. line, and he could not fall forward for the two pointer. Well, because I don't think I don't think he knew where he was after he got no, hit. No, <laughs> they yeah, were they he, were trying to carry him over. So yeah, now he, he's, he's over here stunned. So now Wisconsin's got a twenty four twenty two lead, three minutes and change left to go there. Iowa hoping to get a stop and get the ball back. Alabama's just scored a touchdown, so Alabama. Uh, has just cut the lead down in Tuscaloosa. Uh, so it's 39-33 right now. They're uh, looking at the play, but it is a touchdown. Both feet in and a successful catch. Uh, extra point pending uh, for Alabama, looking to uh, to make this a 39-34 game. And they do. Five and a half minutes left to go. Alabama LSU. This is as good of a game as we all hope for. I don't know if people expected these this many points, but give credit to Tua. You talked about it. He's not 100% clear. Early, and he goes down the field and he gets a big time score when he needed to on a fourth down play yeah. uh, in, in a goal to go situation. Yeah, look, came up, came up big. Um, and I give him credit for going back to Jerry Judy. He threw a slant on third down and goal, uh, hit Jerry Judy right in the numbers. Jerry Judy dropped it. Uh, fourth and goal, he goes right back to him on a little comeback route, uh, puts it in a perfect location, front corner of the end zone. Jerry Judy makes a great catch, holds on to it. Uh, they get the dub. I mean, they get the, the tub. So now it's about. Can their defense get a stop? And, man, you talk about a team, LSU, that has been up playing from the lead position the entire time. How does Joe Burrow perform again? With everything on the line, and and look, you got to wonder this next drive coming up. The difference maker between the drive last time they gave LSU a score and they went down the field in four and a half minutes on a on a twelve play seventy five yard drive was the fact that Alabama couldn't get off the field on third down. There were two third down moments for LSU in that drive. Alabama couldn't get off the field. Thus, uh, LSU was able to uh, take the football down, score. Alabama did their job on offense to get uh, get the ball back uh, to the defense with an opportunity to make a play. And it feels like Alabama's going to have, if they get a stop, they're going to have one more possession to try and go down and win it. And now we start thinking about if Alabama gets a stop and Tua Tagovailoa goes down the field and comes up with a game-winning drive in this situation, all bets are off with the Heisman Trophy. And I don't want to hear about him missing time. All Mm -hmm. bets are off on the Heisman Trophy. This is the biggest moment with maybe the two best quarterbacks in the country. You could make a case that maybe the winner of this wins the Heisman Trophy. Oh, for sure. Like this is the way that it's looking. It absolutely looks like it's that kind of situation. Uh, Bucky Brooks, Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. All right, coming up next, uh, he's one of the best in the business. He watches every single quarterback from around the NFL and breaks down who's playing well, who's not, and what he sees from an expert's standpoint. Find out who we're talking about and what he thinks next here on Fox Sports Radio. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) 
<sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my! Look at that! He is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win! Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Harold G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Oh, man. That'll just about do it from Tuscaloosa. Another touchdown by LSU and a 46-34 lead over Alabama. A minute and a half to go in Tuscaloosa. LSU now kicking off. And, Bucky, we talked about it. Uh, Jonas, Jonas Knox, Bucky Brooks here on Fox Sports Radio. Alabama can't get off the field on third down. And and every time there's a big third down, the last two drives, LSU somehow figures it out. Whether it's a draw play, whether it's a, you know a fake draw, and they throw a slant pass for a first down. Um, but LSU continue to convert on third down, and then at near the goal line. An Alabama player tried to go for the strip of the football. Uh, the LSU running back broke the tackle and scored. I mean, it's it's been the same thing the last two drives for LSU and Alabama. It has been. And, I mean, I just tweeted this out, like Joe Burrow and how much money he's made and what he's displayed for a team looking for a franchise quarterback. I mean, smart, tough, competitive, athletic, accurate, clutch. He's shown all of those things today. And so, I mean, if you're a team looking for a franchise quarterback, he has to be in that mix. He has to be in the conversation. And then I think you – oh, my gosh. And uh, with that being said, Tua Tua just dropped – a dime. I'm telling he th- he throws maybe the best deep ball <laughs> wow. quarterback I've seen in a long time. Tua 
with a monster shot of a throw, and uh, Alabama has just scored. So now it's 46-40 LSU, uh, extra point pending there. Uh, so Tua Tugavailoa has just answered. And look, we talked about it. Like, neither one of these guys is really hurting themselves as far as, you know, draft status. Tua is not 100%, and yet uh, Tua is somehow able to figure out uh, a response seemingly Every time you think that that LSU is about ready to put a fork in Alabama, mm-hmm. and it was Bucky's idea to play turn out the lights, the party's over. <laughs> Just, I, I, I can't believe you, you we chose that direction mm-hmm. here uh, on Fox Sports Radio, Bucky Brooks. That is just unbelievable. Yeah. But oh, uh, Tua Tungavailoa, a long touchdown pass. I don't know the yardage on that. Um it was significant. They had just got the ball wow. to start the drive, uh, but Alabama is back in the game. Um, and just an unbelievable throw and catch. And so here we go. Uh, 46-41. Um, LSU has the lead. And so uh, so Tua Tungabailoa, an 85-yard touchdown pass <laughs> on that play. They got the ball back. It took one play, 85 yards from Tua Tungabailoa uh, to Smith on the score. And it's now 46-41 LSU over Alabama. Uh, this is crazy. All right. Bucky Brooks, Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio right now. Uh, let's welcome him in. Uh, he joins us every single week here on Fox Sports Radio. Normally, we're talking NFL quarterbacks, but I know he's watching the game. Bruce Gradkowski, former NFL quarterback. Uh, he's now an analyst for Pro Football Focus. Bruce, thanks so much as always. This game has been wild, and Bucky made the point earlier. I don't think either one of these quarterbacks has hurt their draft stock by any means based on what we've seen here in Alabama. Wow, guys. I mean, that that's why I got distracted today. I'm crushing pizza watching this game, <laughs> and then I, I lose track of time. But I'm telling you what, I mean, you said it. Like, Joe Burrow, uh, two of the way these two are playing, I mean, that's what you want to see, honestly. Quarterbacks are going to miss throws. They're going to make mistakes. But to continue to fight back and continue to push on, Burrow conti- continues to answer. Tua continues to answer back. I mean, it's just like a boxing match, them going back and forth. So it's a, it's a beautiful thing to watch tonight. Yeah, it's uh, it, this is crazy how it's all turned out. Now, in watching these two quarterbacks, which one do you think? And this again, this is just one game. We know two is not right. 100%. So I don't even know if this is a fair question to ask you. But which game translate translates best to the NFL level in your mind? Yeah, I mean, I'm just a, I'm a big Joe Burrow guy right now. I mean, not just because of this game, but just what he's done so far this year. Everything, and as Alabama onsides it now, and unfortunately they don't get it because I love seeing it come down to the wire. Um, but man, what, what what a matchup tonight! But I think so. Joe Joe Burrow this season, myself just grading him, watching him. I just love his poise and composure in the pocket. His timing and rhythm will translate perfectly into the NFL. He's tough. He's confident. You know, he can run. He has athleticism to him. Tua, I mean, I think Tua's got a shot and, and he can be successful. He doesn't have the biggest arm. And the main thing with Tua that I, I have some concern is when, you know, he plays good opponents. Sometimes when the coverage is tight, how accurate can he be? Because in college, you can miss, you know, and throw someone on the back hip and still complete it. In the NFL, that's going to be hard to complete because the coverage is always pretty tight, um, and that could fall incomplete. But, I mean, you just ha- I have to give my hats off to both these guys tonight because this was a slugfest, them going back and forth. Two had just coming back from an injury, and it's not easy to put up uh, the kind of numbers he did tonight. 
not practicing as much and just getting back into the swing of things. Um, so you really have to give both these quarterbacks a lot of credit tonight. Hey, look, Bruce, like, like the, you talk about like being able to watch guys in a slugfest moment, just going through the eyes of a quarterback in these kind of games, um, not necessarily looking at Joe Burr or Tua. What is it that you're really looking to see when quarterbacks play in these kind of battles? It's, I mean, it's, it, you know, and it's hard not to bring these guys up, but it's what we're seeing tonight, you know, because you're going to face some tough times. Like, Tua didn't start off the greatest tonight, right? They get back, they get behind a good LSU team, but he continues to fight back. It doesn't look like he gets down or loses confidence. You have to have a short-term memory, and as a quarterback, that's one of the most important things because we're all going to throw interceptions at times. We're all going to make mistakes and bad reads. Um, and, and, you know, things are going to happen throughout the course of a game. But a lot of times, I want to see how you handle that. How do you respond after you throw an interception? How do you take the field the next drive? And, and so how do you continue to progress? And not only in a, in the course of a game, but a course of a season. I mean, we're looking at Herbert, the way he, he's kind of coming on a little bit more uh, he, he started this season off slow. Now I'm watching him. I'm like, man, it's, he's just a guy that's hard to overlook because of his size, his athleticism, his arm strength. So I really try to see what kind of mental makeup these guys have because at the end of the day, whatever Joe Burrow is doing in the huddle or on the sideline or in the locker room, mm-hmm. his team's buying in. And he's doing something that these guys believe in him. Look, he has unbelievable weapons around him. But there's something about his makeup that's mm-hmm. just making this LSU team believe, and that's the thing I love the most. He is uh, Bruce Gradkowski, a former NFL quarterback, now an analyst for Pro Football Focus here on Fox Sports Radio. Hey, Bruce, I don't know if you got a chance to see the end of the game and how Tua was walking off the field. How much more respect do you have for him now after you've seen a guy who is hurt continue to battle and play like this? Uh, just so much respect, you know, because you think about the way he played tonight, Started off slow, but he hasn't had much practice, and he's just getting back into the mix playing games. Uh, you could tell he's hurting right now, and to fight through for his teammates in this big game—I mean, this, that just shows a lot of what kind of competitor he is. Um, and that's why, look—you know, when I was coming out in the draft too, we—you know—as young players, you always want to get drafted high, right? You're always like, "Oh man, can I go in the first round, second round, third? How high can I get drafted?" But at the end of the day. It's where you get drafted to. And mm-hmm. both of these quarterbacks can have a very successful career if they get hooked on the right program, the right team, right guys around them, right coach to, to help them show them the ropes and continue to learn. I mean, look what Burrow's doing now this year with uh, the offense coordinator and, and things like that. But like you're talking about, Tua, man, so much respect fighting through this injury, showing his heart tonight for his team and battling through and honestly, not quitting throughout this whole game. They got down at one point pretty bad, and they kept fighting back. And that's a that, that's the stuff I just love seeing. Uh, Bruce Gradkowski with us here on Fox Sports Radio. Bruce, we were talking about um, this earlier in the show. Just what do we make of Phillip Rivers? Um, I know Week 10, that was the game everybody was watching. Uh, it's pandemonium. Your former team, the Oakland Raiders, it appears like you know the, the energy is back um, just in time for them to leave and go to Vegas. But never mind, that's a whole other story for another time. But, yeah. but Phillip Rivers, 
it feels like, and you study every quarterback in the league, but it feels like he's aging at a real rapid pace. And when the co- when the pocket starts to collapse, he's got no other option other than to th- throw it, it uh, make a dangerous throw, or just take the sack. What are you watching on film? Yeah, and it's hard, too, because Phillip Rivers has that unorthodox uh, throw motion and style. So when the ball comes out, it never does look pretty while he's throwing. It looks like... He's throwing a, a waterlogged football every time. and uh, But the thing I see from Rivers, even talking about this last game, um, you know, look, he, he threw an interception, or, you know, three interceptions. One, his tight end fell down running an in-cut. And you really can't, you know, discredit him for that. And then, you know, one of his interceptions, though, was bad in the red zone, trying to throw a seam. He lives, leaves it inside, safety pick. And then the last interception of the game, uh, it's cover two, two man, and you could tell he predetermined what he was going to do. He pumped inside to hold the safety, the cover two safety, to try to throw outside. Left the ball, you know, far and long. It gets intercepted, but I know he had to take a chance in that moment of the game. But he had a realistic shot on that fourth down at the end of the game to hit his tight end down the middle, and a few plays before that too, he overthrew a, a deep corner route on the left side and he had his big in route coming in those big ends he loves to throw so to me it felt like he was forcing the issue a little bit too much even late in the game it was like look i know you have to get a big chunk here but if he would have just went through his progressions and read it out the right way he could have completed that so i know yes you know he, it might look a little sloppy and ugly but at times, too, I think it was the decision-making. He could have been better. But every quarterback has those bad games. I mean, I love the competitor that Rivers is. And, of course, you get up in age like that. Like, look at Tom Brady. He never wants to take hits, right? So when he get, has pressure around him, he tries to just throw it away as quick as he can. Um, and so I see that from Rivers. I'm not losing hope in him yet. But he is one of those quarterbacks you have to talk about. He is getting to the end of the line. You know, Bruce, uh, one of the quarterbacks that's not nearing the end of the line, but you wonder where his ceiling will be. Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo, 17-2 as a starter. He plays on a major stage, a big stage on Monday night against the Seattle Seahawks. How much does he have to prove, not only in this game, but down the stretch, to really cement his status as a franchise quarterback in the eyes of a guy like you? Well, Bucky, you said it, man. His just win-loss record as a starter, that's amazing because – as a former quarterback, that's all I cared about. If I took the field, I just wanted us to win because at the end of the day, you could coach up the film the next day and learn and get better from your mistakes, but it's always better after you win. And I just have a lot of respect for Jimmy G of how he's a winner. I think he just has that it factor. It's not always pretty, and but I think last game, last Thursday night, what we saw from him, that's – Money G. That's the guy that got paid. That's the guy that got the big contract. That's what I expect to see. He was in rhythm. He was feeling it and playing well. If he can play that way, this Niners team is unstoppable. But I can always expect, as I grade him throughout the season uh, so far, I always watch him and I'm like, okay, here it comes. Oh, there it is. A, a boneheaded type throw. And he just has to try to limit those a little bit. But I love his aggressive style play, throwing the football down the field. But the ultimate thing, guys, is the win-loss. And he has that if factor. Whatever, you know, coaches describe, whatever it is, 
he's got it because there's some about him he just knows how to win. Uh, come on, Bruce. We're all friends here. It's okay. If you want to say, listen, I would rather throw five touchdowns and lose than five picks and win, I'm okay with it. There's nothing wrong with that. I, I'm on the same page as you. You, you know, I probably should have had that mindset. Like, if I would have... If I would have had that mindset, I might have made a little bit more money. Like, hey, let me just get more completion <laughs> and touchdowns. Uh, no doubt about it. Uh, he is Bruce Gradkowski, a former NFL quarterback, and now an analyst for Pro Football Focus. Always kind enough to spend a few minutes with us here on Fox Sports Radio. He's a great follow on Twitter. Get him at bgradkowski5. Bruce, thanks as always, man. We'll do it again next week. Yeah, thanks, guys. Have a good weekend. Uh, Jonas Knox, Bucky Brooks here on Fox Sports Radio uh, from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. There's a quick and easy way you could save money. Switch to Geico. It only takes 15 minutes to see if you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Go to Geico.com and see how much you could save. Uh, All right, coming up next, there's some things in the world of sports we've not had a chance to get to. We will have those for you here on Fox Sports Radio. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, including the game of the day that just went final in Tuscaloosa. He is the gas man, David Gascon. I guess the bigger question is who took Alabama plus, uh, was it 16, 16 and a half? 16 and a half. Oh, did you bite on it? No. No, uh, when I'm working, when I'm working, I don't gamble. I'm a broadcast professional. Well, technically, every day you're working, you are gambling. Oh, I mean, uh, listen, it's live radio, man. Not, There's no substitute yeah, for that. I mean, uh, what depend, depends on uh, whether or not that uh, televangelist uh, drop pops on. You never know. You never know when uh, when that televangelist drop pops on. You never quite know. Oh, Iowa Sam's not working right now. He's uh, asleep at the wheel. Oh, okay. <laughs> Iowa, he's viewing you. Appreciate Iowa. Dear God, it's good. That's uh, Iowa. Iowa Sam, everybody. Just check it on in. You know what we should do? Like, so that is nice to eat. Let me just say, if I ever had a weekday show, if we ever did this show during the week, uh, which, which, which I, can, I can assure you is never going to happen. Can you make that happen? You mean yeah, you work it regularly on a week? Yeah, it's probably never going to happen. But if it did happen, we should have like Televangelist Tuesdays where Iowa Sam just plays like the best Televangelist drops he's I got. love it. Yeah. You know, that could be possible because your executive producer usually shows up to work drunk on weekdays. That's nice, Dave. Well, hungover, I meant. Dave Dave is starving right now. He's been fasting for way too long. Let's he's, really, he's really angry. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really you know, uh, let's, let's, uh, our televangelist friend is back with us here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, televangelist friend, uh, any uh, advice for Dave Gascon? You can eat this. Mm. Dear God, it's good. Mmm. Pastor Jim Baker, everyone. Oh, man. Was he in uh, season one of True Detective? Mm. Oh, my God. Guys, online car shopping can be confusing at times. Not anymore more true price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. LSU has gone final with Alabama. Gatorade comes out blue. Tigers line up quickly. First down snap. Clyde Edwards-Alaire spins off a defender. By his lonesome. Left corner of the end zone. Touchdown, Tigers! To be fair, was it Gatorade or, or Powerade? I don't know. But if you're Ed Orgeron, are you happy getting dunked right now? Well, I mean, knowing LSU is probably four locos. <laughs> Imagine that. Like, what, what if Orgeron? He's jacked. Yeah, oh, he, is. he is. He's got traps, man. That's a guy you can tell just walks around with heavy things, just because he wants to just work on his shoulders. <laughs> just heavy things. I, remember, I had a buddy who was. He's still to this day he lies about it, but I'm almost certain he was on the gas. Um, but I, I asked him one time. I was like, Hey, you know, I'm trying to put on a little bit more muscle. What do you recommend? And I kept asking him. He wouldn't respond to me. Wouldn't respond to me. And then finally, he gave me one of the douchiest comebacks. 
yet the most accurate comeback I've ever gotten. He said, hey, man, you want to get big? Find the heaviest weight in the gym and see what you can do with it. Mm. I remember thinking to myself, what a douche. And at the same time, I thought, that's actually right. Like, Just go pick something up. And that's what Orgeron does. He just picks stuff up. Yeah. It's great. LSU I love wins it 46-41. to 41. Hey, I'm Coach O. I just love my Hummer. <laughs> the hell was that? You can eat this. No. Iowa. There's a, by the way, there's, inappropriate. A, there's a drop of Ed Orgeron talking about my home hometown of Thousand Oaks, where he's talking about it. He has a kicker who's from the, uh, Thousand Oaks, oh. and uh, and there's a drop that Ralph Irvin, our other uh, national update anchor, always plays. Uh, for some reason, C- Coach O says, uh, talks about my hometown. Here it is. He's originally from uh, California out there uh, near um, Thousand Oaks. There it is. That was Ed Orgeron <laughs> talking about me, Bucky. Uh, you can out there, out there near oh. Thousand Oaks. Uh, you can eat this. Guys, <laughs> number six, Georgia leads Missouri right now by a score of seven to nothing. Uh, earlier today, the upset of the day came from Penn State and Minnesota. Gophers win at 31-26, dropping Penn State to 8-1 on the season. Number 12, Baylor, which was down 9-6 late in the fourth quarter, got a 52-yard game-tying field goal at TCU and eventually beat the Horned Frogs 29-23 in triple overtime. Guys, back to you. By the way, what the hell were they making Notre Dame do? They're so the, Notre Dame's at Duke right now, yeah. which is like a, a, a battle of uh, who thinks they're the smartest. And uh, Notre Dame's at Duke right now, and they made Notre Dame like take this long walk to the field. Oh, no, it's that's like where, high school football again. No, that's, that's where Duke's locker room is. I can tell you, having been in North Carolina, <clears throat> where you saw them, coming out of that was their indoor facility it used to just be kind of like one of the track rooms so that's the locker room for the visiting team so you have to walk in the back because their stadium is actually also where their track is so Wallace Way Stadium is also a place that houses a track so it's a it's a little different than a normal football stadium. It looked like it, uh, like uh, high school football, like where you would take a long. I know at uh, at Thousand Oaks, as uh, Coach O just mentioned, uh, it was always a long walk. It was always a long walk from the uh, from the locker room to get out to the field, uh, which usually resulted in a loss anyway, so it didn't matter. But uh, interesting, I didn't know that. That's the first time Notre Dame has traveled to Duke since 1961. Really? Yeah. Wow. Long time. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. Was not aware. Interesting. Long time. He was saving that negative. He jumped back in I on mean, that. Interesting. Yeah, it's gonna Dave, Dave, you still uh-huh. hungry? Yeah, yeah. You know who also has a long walk? Who's that? Granada Hills football. They have a long walk oh, to 2020. Come on, come on, long, Dave. Long, you know what? That's, long. That's out of line. Oh, no, no. It's, it's, actually, it's actually really good. That's, that's, really that's good. good. That's out of line. I got him. That's really, that's really that's good. That's out of line. See, here's a little inside uh, story here on Fox Sports Radio, which, by the way, we are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Here's a little behind the scenes. Pull back the curtain, if you will. Mm, pull it um, back. Dave... <laughs> What a European! Uh, Dave uh, <laughs> likes to take shots at uh, at Bucky Brooks's uh, high school team that he coaches, which is Granada Hills. Bucky Brooks has completely turned around the program, and uh, they are now uh, a winning program. Uh, they lost in the playoffs, but it was a very competitive game, uh, way ahead of schedule. John Elway, a Granada Hills alum, reached out to Bucky Brooks on Twitter to congratulate him on the year uh, a couple of weeks back, and so. Uh, Dave just can't be happy for Bucky. He's got to take shots in him every time they lose. <laughs> just got to do it. He has to, because you know what? I'd like to Dave, say I, Dave Gascon doesn't have any kids, so he doesn't have he doesn't have empathy for the right. the fourteen to eighteen year olds that are out there 
every Friday night just laying it on the line. And then you got a big old bully, a big yep. old Grinch, and David yep. Gascon who's standing out there <laughs> dismissing. You know, you know who David Gascon is. David Gascon is the guy that walks on the football field and kicks over the pylon. Yeah, all, like the pylon, all the pylons, yep, all the pylons in the corner of the end zone. 100%. That, that's that's what it is. He's the guy that just walks onto the field uh, yeah, uh, and he just kicks them over. Yeah, and he gives, kicks over the pylons yeah, and the numbers. And gives, just walks by and gives guys wet willies for no reason. Uh, <laughs> no, no, there's but, the uh, the trick with the keys did you hit someone with the helmet oh that is that is brutal <laughs> yeah. let me tell you something that is br- you your head is ringing yeah. like like that is uh yeah that's a brutal move but here's how you get even with dave gascon um so he is in a fast uh a 48 hour fast yeah. why, i mean why 48 hours uh, who knows uh i actually think you need to run over to El Pollo Loco, get yourself a giant burrito, and mm. eat it in front of his malnourished ass. And let's see how he likes that. To be oh, fair, last I time think. I had El Pollo Loco, I was uh, regretting it okay. five minutes after. That's fine to eat. Not, sometimes it's, it's not, not. Because Dave Dave is hungry. He, uh, he definitely he is, is hungry. Um, you know, but if, if El Pollo Loco was here, um, you know, the televangelists would say the following. You can eat this. Mm. Dear God. Good. Okay. All right. That's enough. Uh, all right, uh, so Bucky Brooks, Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio. Again, uh, LSU, a massive win at Alabama, 46-41. All sorts of fallout from that. Plus, we got the scraps. The scraps with David Gascon, the man who needs a meal desperately. All that is next here on FSR. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio from the uh, Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, coming up in a little over 10 minutes from now here on FSR, it is Brian No and George Reister here on Fox Sports Radio. So they'll have all the latest fallout from the huge win for LSU over Alabama. Penn State was upset. TCU survives. And uh, another game that has not gotten, I think, a lot of attention, but it's a massive one for Lovey Smith and the Illinois Fighting Illini, who... Uh, beat Michigan State 37-34. Michigan State's not all that great, but Illinois was down 31-10 to at one point and ended up scoring 27 points, I believe, in the fourth quarter. So in the fourth quarter alone, Illinois scored 27 points to come all the way back and beat Michigan State. And so Illinois is bowl eligible at 6-4 and four in the year. I think it's the first uh, – it'll be the first bowl game for Lovey Smith and company there uh, in Champaign. So great How job. How about that? Yeah. Look at Lovey. Great job. Good for him. Right off the mat. Yep. Good for him. And the moral of the story is – you grow a beard like that, good things are going to happen. I mean, over there looking like Chris Kringle. He looks good, man. Looks good in that beard. All right. Um, Have they played Iowa yet? Has Illinois played Iowa? Are they going to play Iowa this year? Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. yeah, you're Uh-oh. nervous, aren't you, Sam? Uh-oh. Yeah, you're yeah, you're nervous. Oh. They got uh, two games left, so so uh, you know at least Illinois is going to have seven wins after that game. I know. So. I might take. I might take right. that one. Uh, all right. Uh, without <laughs> further ado, it's time for a little, <laughs> a little something we do on the show called this. You moron! How could you not get to these stories? You moron! These are the scraps. All right, and it's the gas man, David Gascon, to tell us what the hell we've missed so far on the show. Dave? Guys, college football, Ohio State had no problems today. They won quite easily, but defensive end Chase Young, he looks to be handing down a four-game suspension, at least from some reports out there, after accepting a loan from a family friend. Mm. I, I would love to ask the NCAA, if I borrow somebody's napkin to blow my nose, is that two games or three games? Mm, might be three. Like, what's, what's the punishment for that? It depends the conference three. you're in. Depends oh, okay. On, depends on how hard you blow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bucky, you animal. <laughs> I mean, I guess. Wow. Um, yeah, that is... And they're expecting it's going to be a four-game suspension. That's yeah. what the talk is. Like, the expectation is four games. Yes. All right, so there goes the Heisman Trophy. Uh, so that's that's gone, even though I think it was probably gone with Joe Burrow's performance uh, earlier today. But 
And you know, actually, there's probably people in the NFL that probably aren't all that bummed out if it is four games. <laughs> yeah, it'll be the he's Nick Bosa, be right? Yeah, why not? It's going to be it's the Nick Bosa all the way, all the way through again. Back to back defensive ends sitting out for an entire season. Speaking of which, Boston Celtics forward Gordon Hayward. Uh, Boston announced today he has a fractured left hand. He's going to see a specialist on Monday to see if he needs surgery, but he'll be out for a while. Uh, by the way, the Celtics have the best record in the East. Yeah. What are the Nets doing? How's Ky- How's that Kyrie thing working? Is he? Uh, what's he doing? Is he like? He doesn't uh, have KD yet. Uh, okay. Well, is he? Is They're it bad or is he maybe uh, investigating uh, what other conspiracy he believes in? They're eighth in the Eastern Conference, yeah. four and four. Flat Earther. <laughs> What else we got, Dave? Uh, I know we don't talk much golf. Uh, how about this one, though? Eddie Perperell. He was disqualified from the Turkish Airlines Open today when he ran out of golf balls. This guy hit five balls into the water on a par five fourth hole and was disqualified in a tournament that saw the winner take home at least $7 million Wait, for the tour event. So you, you, like, you got to carry your own golf balls? That's, yeah. That's like a thing? They yeah. don't have like extras there in case you run out? That's not like the driving range. Man, golf's got the weirdest rules. I'm so sick of it. I, I'm so tired of it. You know, I, you know what? You know what I want? I want to kiss ass to Augusta National, and I want just to get an invite. And then the second I show up there, I'm going to be in jeans, flip flops, uh, you know, a wife beater, and uh, like a, like a forty ounce of Mickey's, well, and just see what they're going to do about it. Well, what was the attire that you guys? War and during your snobby get together a few weeks ago down in San Diego. Oh well, Bucky was all geared up. Was I mean, he? Bucky. I mean, he looked oh, like. Boy. A, yeah. I, I, oh boy. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm playing the part. I'm, did, I'm golfing. Did, uh-huh. did you hear what they were calling Bucky after that? After that day, Tiger. Uh, Bucky Brooks Kepka. Oh yeah, Bucky yeah. Brooks Kepka. Don't be mad at yeah. me. Were they, were they calling you Dustin Johnson? I don't. <laughs> no, I, trust me, pal. I wish. <laughs> I wish. Uh, I'd love nothing more. You don't even uh, don't, don't tempt me with a good time. Oh. Oh my God! Are you talking about the uh, arm candy or the uh, no. or, or the nose no, candy? No. Yeah. <laughs> wow! What, what kind of candy are we talking about? Uh, wow! Uh, guys, a couple other <laughs> notes, real quick. Uh, New York you Jets can sniff this. team owner uh, Christopher Johnson says that he's looking to remain patient with head coach Adam Gase at this point in the season. Is that the same guy who was ripping him to fans, saying, uh, you know, if we don't lose this game or whatever it was, he was caught on tape ripping him to fans? Is that that guy? <laughs> same guy. Unreal. <laughs> What yeah. a diaper fire the Jets are. Oh. I swear to God. <laughs> mono this. Hey, by the way, that. you know there's a prop bet out there on whether or not a cat's going to run out onto the field again <laughs> at MetLife. You talk about the biggest scam that's ever been pulled. I, like, the idea that people think a cat would just happen to run out onto the field during Monday Night Football during an ESPN broadcast. What a mm. joke. It was probably a remote control cat. I'm not buying it for a second. Mm. Well, is it either a cat or a sex toy? What? Oh, down in... What the, Buffalo Bills? What what does that have to do with anything? Yeah. There's a prop bet that was out uh, for that too. Yeah, but th- uh, we're talking about a cat that ran out of the field. Now people are trying to say there's these colonies of cats that are what? This isn't a spaceship, right? There's not colonies of aliens uh, inside the stadium. A cat got onto the field because they wanted it to get onto the field. Guys, last one. Davis motions left. He'll take the handoff. Jet sweep left. 15 to the 10, to the 5. Dies to the end zone. Touchdown, Wisconsin! On the jet sweep as the Badgers are in for the first time today. Best news I heard all day. Wisconsin <laughs> beats down Iowa 24-22. to That's your <laughs> Iowa minute, fellas. Oh, That's man. your Iowa minute. Wow. I'm here. Friendly fire wow. here on Fox Sports Radio. Wow. Uh, Bucky Brooks, it's been a fun show. And for Absolutely. anybody out there that is uh, dieting or fasting like David Gascon, some final words. You can eat this. <laughs>
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.